Hi everyone and welcome to First Rank Fire. This is a podcast that gives me a chance to chat with some of the best people from around the 40k community. I'm your host Ben and in today's episode we're going to be chatting with the Hive Queen herself. Uh, when I first thought of the concept of this podcast, today's guest was someone that was right at the top of my list. So I'm really pleased that sort of finally managed to get, get her on uh, and she's probably one of the, if not the most positive and welcoming people in the community. Great player and painter, which I'm sure Maxine will attest to. Welcome to the show, Katie. How are you doing? And thank you. Um, thank you for that lovely introduction. That was so oh. also kind and nice. <laughs> I like to start off on a positive note. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully by the end you won't hate me too much. <laughs> I think that's impossible. But no, thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you for having me on. Um, I know so many people that have already been on the podcast and they always say how lovely you are and have had such a great time. So thank you for having me. I'm glad to hear it. Yeah, I think I, I certainly have a great time when I, when I report on that, but other people do too. Hopefully you'll find it the same. Oh, I'm sure I will. Yeah, okay. Well, I'll kick straight off into the question. So mm-hmm. what originally got you into Warhammer? So I originally got into Warhammer back when I was around 15, 16. Um, my partner, who you already mentioned, Maxine, was kind of interested in the game. Um, the story I've been told is she'd been trying to get her sister into playing for quite a while and it hadn't worked. And I think it all started with Dawn of War. She showed me Dawn of uh, War. Nice. Um, and we started playing that. I, It was Dark Crusade was the one I started playing with. Um, I would just take Necrons because they were kind of OP in my game. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and do like the warrior, like the really cheap warrior style where yeah. you just give them all the upgrades and then just send out waves and waves of warriors and then just build up your monolith and then just teleport the monolith into your opponent's base. So I became really obsessed with that and it, then from there went into here's a cornerflex <laughs> I got from a friend. Would you be interested in painting this and maybe playing? Because uh, she'd originally gotten the Tyranids, a couple of Tyranids for her sister to play. I was like, do you want to try? <laughs> so I, um, yeah, I, I took it on, got some paints, really, really bad old paints that had not been looked after, so they were definitely dry and horrible. <laughs> Uh, stuck on a good old Duncan Rose painting tutorial, and nice, that's kind yeah. of where it all started. Yeah, you put. I think you posted a picture of the the con effects. I don't feel like it was that long ago that you did it. Posted it again. The very very original con effects. He's like, I'm never. So I repainted a couple of the early things that I've done, but I'm never touching him. It's the first thing awesome. I did, and he's got. So when he was originally painted, like no primer, it looks like it was done with poster paints and that's not an insult, but you could like see the gray plastic underneath. And I always joke about this, but I also didn't know primer was a thing. So I didn't strip it, didn't primer or anything. So it's just got really thick layers of paint all over it. And I didn't, I didn't know what a wash was. So like in the really detailed bits, like the brains that they have on them, I just paint, tried to paint lines, like in the crevices and it's, so bad but um i i love it it's so nice to see that and then where i've come from yeah um what i do now so it's never being touched that is my that is carney the carnifex nice yeah we should have it on the channel just just get it on and just just it. it'd be amazing <laughs> yeah i know i should bring him on next time i take my turn is i think i'll bring him <laughs> on as a, as a nice little centerpiece <laughs> just imagine fletch just sat there watching it just cringing every minute i think i think it would physically pain him <laughs> You just steal it and just repaint it when you're not just looking. Stop, just stop. Don't show us that thing anymore. <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I think a couple of them might freak out looking at it through the lens going, oh, <laughs> the Fletcher's painting is so beautiful. What is this monstrosity? 
it's, it's got so much memory and history. It's, it'd be perfect. It's charm. Charm. Exactly, yeah. You just bring that, that extra dimension to the, the channels yeah. that's needed, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. Well, that's kind of what I have when I bring my own uh, Tyranids on anyway. Is I'm not too fussed about the painting. Or if I take some older models that weren't the same, painted at the same mm. skill that I have now. It's all like I bring them on because they're mine and it's nice to have that personal touch. So yeah, it's just part of the hobby, isn't it? Like yeah, everyone's got that progression. I don't think oh, anybody's yeah. got, unless you've painted an army specifically. I don't think anybody's got an army that looks the same from first model to last. No, mine mine are so different. Like it's so common to. I mean, back when I first started painting, the paints were different. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It, it's been a while. So you know, eight eight nine years. Was, I don't even have access to the same paints anymore, and I'm sure it's the same for everyone. I think that's quite a nice way to have an army of actually mm. seeing the progression and where you've come from. Yeah, I'm a bit gutted because I, so I came back into 40k just before 8th edition, and mm-hmm. I say back in 40k, I came into 40k, had the fancy before, um, but I had Blood Angels and I sold them, and I'm gutted. I kind of wish that I'd kept and see that progression. Pretty sure yeah. I've got a picture on an old phone. I just need to work out where it is. <laughs> you need but... to find it. I often yeah. hear that from people, like when they talk about their regrets in the hobby, it's I wish I hadn't gotten rid of like some of my older models, or, like the or repainted something or kept things as they were. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I kind of not. I've repainted my Space Marines a few times since then, so I've got my I've got predominantly Primaris Army yeah. for a long time. Repainted them into Dark Angels, but mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not too fussed. My I think. After, since starting this podcast I've kind of decided to try and up my painting game and so I feel like that's that's really changing now so I've got yeah. original Dark Angels that I've painted and now I'm sort of trying to up my my skill that's really nice yeah so we'll see how that goes but I mean on, on that sort of theme what would you sort of consider your favorite part of the hobby to be would it be the painting playing socializing aspects well traditionally for me it was always the painting side of it mm. um it was hilarious it's quite funny really that uh, my partner gave me this card effects to paint because she wanted me to play. And then I'm like, no, don't make me play. I just want to paint. Because <laughs> um, that's always, I, it's always been a really good thing for my mental health. Yeah. Um, I recently actually uh, was involved in an article about it for mm. a like, mindfulness magazine. And like, I'm a person that has a lot of anxiety. Uh, it's not something I'm particularly shy about. So when I was painting, it was like a godsend for me because yeah. it's so, so good to just sit and focus on what you're doing. So that's always been my favorite part. That's always when I'm feeling not so great in the hobby or not so great in the game, like the painting is always there. Of I'm just going to hide away and just do this yeah. part of it because this is what I enjoy. Um, I enjoy the games, obviously. I do that for a living. So, yeah. It's really fun. <laughs> um, it's very different playing on tabletop tactics for example than it yeah. is like playing a game elsewhere because like the goal is fun um and you have access to so much and it's so yeah. different every time whereas when i was playing kind of before uh, tabletop tactics it's here's the same army because i can't afford new models yeah. playing the same game over and over again which yeah is fantastic but the painting has always been something new to me mm. and then as kind of my painting evolved and everything evolved do really love the social aspect of it as well and when you know there isn't the time to paint or there isn't the time to to play or do it personally just being able to scroll through instagram and seeing what other people are doing and like the incredible work they're doing yeah. hilariously like some of the memes people are coming out with at the moment or like the silly videos <laughs> yeah. um there was recently one i saw by miniature noodles who did like this 
one with one of her tyranids and it was so funny yeah, I had yeah. to do it myself because yeah. <laughs> it's just nice that I mean at least the people I follow on Instagram like I've kind of curated it to be like it's a really nice positive place yeah so that's always really awesome yeah I feel like you can do that with Instagram it's, it seems a lot mm-hmm. it seems a lot better for, for doing that aspect when you compare yeah. to like places like Facebook and Reddit which yeah typically have very negative aspects they have, they have mm-hmm. a lot of positivity in their communities as well but there are quite a lot of negative aspects yeah at least instagram feels like you can control that, that yeah atmosphere. yeah definitely and i you know i try and make keep mind on like interacting in a positive way with other people and you know following positive accounts and it does it creates like a nice little loop and mm. environment of positivity you don't have to interact with the negative parts of it on yeah. there which is you know everything I try and avoid because it's a hobby at the end of the day. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> you want to yeah. have fun. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, your Instagram's fantastic. When you go and like your comments or stuff like that, and everyone always seems to want to send you memes things like that. It's it's always a lot of fun. So yeah, I enjoy your Instagram for sure. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Okay, so um, you've you've played a lot of uh, you've painted a lot of and you've played a lot of different armies. Mm-hmm. So what's your favourite armory and why is it the Tyranids? <laughs> I do. There's a lot of Tyranids, uh, a lot of Tyranids, a lot of different armies, and also a lot, a lot of Tyranids. Tyranids. I put them all out on my table the other day. <sighs> There's a yeah. lot there. Um, Tyranids, interestingly, they weren't the army when I was looking at what I could choose. They weren't the army I was originally going to pick because I got into Warhammer through Dawn of War and I was playing mm. Necrons. That was originally what I wanted to go into, and the Tyranids were just. You know, I was 15, I didn't have any yeah. money, and that's what my partner had, so I did the Tyranids. And it became such a experience for me of, because it was so personal for me, I wasn't really involved in, in like the community when I was younger. So it was such a personal experience for me of painting these models and working on my skills and spending this time by myself to do a very mindful activity. And I got really into it and kind of got into the mindset of it. And my favourite thing about Tyranids and this is something I've learned more as I've been branching out and playing other armies, is it's an army that's really easy to get into the mindset of. Okay. So when on on the, the tabletop, I find, like, I joke, like, I'm the hive queen, I'm the hive mind, I do, like, little tyranid sprees all the time. And the reason for that is tyranids are mindless. Well, not mindless, yeah. but they're following a hive mind. Yeah. So it's really easy to, like, imagine yourself in that role and then play the game exactly how you want because... You're literally the hive mind leading your army. Yeah. Like, there's no easier way to get into a narrative than that. Of here is an army that literally has a greater being somewhere that we don't know about commanding it. Yeah, <laughs> it's just a very easy narrative to get into. And like, I really enjoy the other armies, but I find there's few other armies I can get into as much okay. because it just feels yeah. You can just put so much of yourself into them. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, the the personal aspects are nice because that's not really something i've really talked to anybody about but that personal aspect of growing almost growing into the hobby with that that yeah. is is really i guess a lot of people kind of do talk about it sort of by saying oh it was the first army that i got and it was kind of yeah. that's the one I stuck with there so it's my favorite but yeah actually you saying about like you've grown with them you're you painted with yeah. them you're i mean you try you, you like you said your style your style's changed a lot you've learned a lot through them mm-hmm. it's, it's a really nice very nice little sort of relationship i guess yeah it really is and it's an army and i think it's very unique to me because i didn't interact a lot with the community when i was first into the hobby so it does i didn't hobby in any way that like there were no expectations Mm. i felt like i had to follow i was just doing it which was a very nice way to come into it 
but it also meant I was never afraid to experiment with something because oh if they don't look the same you know that's not right your your army has to look cohesive like I had no preconceptions in my mind of what an army should look like or you know I didn't even know you were meant to put things on bases (laughs) I thought the bases were meant to stay black so (laughs) um, I didn't know until I joined tabletop tactics that people removed mold lines didn't know that was a thing so (laughs) it's a painful you know having Yeah, having an army that you've literally been able to have the confidence to go, I'm going to try this new thing and I'm getting this new model and starting it from an age where you have no money. And then all of a sudden, oh, I've got a little bit of money. I'm going to buy this like this first tiny. I think the first model I bought myself was one of the single Tyrant Guard models back when they were sold as singles. And like that's one of my favorite models now because it's got that emotional attachment to me. This is the first model I bought for myself. So it's like it's really nice to have those kind of relationships with an army and then have at this point have it grow to you know over seven thousand points and like i think the craziest thing for me has have this army that i love and grown with and now people literally like you introduce me as the hive queen (laughs) it's the most amazing feeling ever of going like i love this army so much that i'm now synonymous with them well you absolutely you look across instagram everyone that's kind of serious like yeah let's show it to katie because you are you are the hive queen (laughs) i love that they do like i get people that send me like photos of the tyrannus that they've been working on or like i follow the tyrannus hashtag so you know anyone that tags it it comes up for me and i'm always like I love this, or you know, especially when it's very obvious someone's like new in the hobby. Yeah, it's so exciting for me to have people getting new in the hobby getting into Tyranids because I had such an amazing experience when I was first getting into the hobby. Why well, I've loved Tenth Edition so much because it's been focused around Tyranids. Yeah, yeah, it's been a lot of focus <laughs> around it. Yeah, for sure. Are you enjoying them? Amazing. Goes without saying. They're beautiful. They are stunning. Yeah. The the direction they've gone with them is absolutely incredible and i love so i've been you know consuming every bit of content they've been putting out and the interviews with the design team i think one of the favorite things they've said is how they've updated the style of them so they fit contrast paint better okay yeah that's so that's such a good thing because it's not just contrast paint like i've noticed it i do a lot of dry brushing on my tyrannids and it takes the paint so much better that the new models are easier to make look nice I think that's such a win for new people in the hobby that might not be very confident in their painting mm. skills to like not have to put as much work into it and have it look good. Yeah. I think it's such a boost in confidence for people. So I really love that that's the direction they've gone with. Yeah, for sure. I, I mean, I know Contrast got a lot of stick when they first came out, but I feel mm-hmm. like people seem to have really bought into them. When you've got people like Josh, like War Hipster and people yeah. like that who are like, they're doing, they're, oh, Josh is You can do so much with Contrast. Yeah, so, so much. Yeah. Yeah. I was scared to use them and I realised like through through painting like a lot of the stuff in 10th edition how good they are and like they are the easiest thing to blend yeah got you. so if you want to have like one colour flowing nicely into another contrast paint just makes it easy and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with taking an easy way no, of doing something if it looks nice yeah I know Fletcher's yeah. the same as me I, I use contrast and airbrush it, it's like yeah. perfect for it as well it's such a great paint yeah. for it well, I literally uh, grabbed Fletcher at one point and I was like right sit down i'm on element games what contrast paints do i need to get and he gave me a full list of like his essentials it was amazing i feel like whenever you go to a painter you go what paints do i need there's always like 50 i did it recently (laughs) i'm going to try and branch into doing like true metallic metals Mm -hmm. so i was looking at the one hedalgo one i was like oh this would be simple with like four or five paints it's like seven paints like eight paints i was like oh my god yeah there's so they use so much because they've like 
great go growing these massive collections over time and it's like i use a drop of this one yeah. paint, so you need to use this one paint and always at the top of the list is vallejo black yeah yeah those odd ones in there i was like what was i was speaking to my other half i was like he's like colors in here i'm sure mm -hmm. it's for the cape and stuff because he had there was like a green wash and a mm -hmm. it was like a purple wash i was like there's no way that goes into gold mm -hmm. why would a green wash and a purple wash go into gold that's surely got to be mm -hmm. sort of part of the model no 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 it was part of i was like what what magic is this? Like, how has this happened? Yeah, the skill of people that create, like the painters that create tutorials and guides of how to do things and the understanding of colour theory is just, I have so it much respect my for brain. it. They are yeah, absolutely breaks my brain. I'm like, why did you even think to use that colour? Where, where did it come from? Right. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't think that in depth about things, so it's why I'm always at lecture like, hey, can you give me advice on how to do this? I have no idea how to even, like, think about it. He's a good person to ask, to be fair. A good person to have on hand. Oh, he's a lovely, lovely person. Yeah, I have asked him about the, uh, the tree metallic always pointing me in a few directions, so, yeah. <laughs> oh, he's very helpful. I do love him. He's always, um, he's always very supportive with giving me advice, and I uh, come in and show my models that I've been working on. Be like, what do you think? I'm really proud of it. And he always, you know, hypes me up really well, even though, you know, I'm definitely not at his standard, but it's lovely to, and it's never feels like patronizing or anything. Yeah. So it's really lovely of him to just be genuinely enthusiastic about other people, you know, wanting to improve and wanting to enjoy their painting. I think he understands as well the amount of time that he's probably put into painting compared to other people. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Obviously, you talk about mastering any skill, about the amount of time you need to put in. So I think he's really good for recognising the fact that he probably has put oh, that yeah. time in and other people need to too. Yeah, I mean, I, when it's literally a full-time job, <laughs> he spends a lot of time painting, bless him. Yeah, and he's been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and he did say like before before tabletop tactics, he was working ridiculous hours painting. Yeah, like, yeah, the yeah the commission uh, game is you know it's hard work. Massive respect to everyone that does it. Um, yeah. you see how how tired Fletch gets, bless him, just doing <laughs> just doing the nine to six that we do. You know, it's a long time to be sat at a desk doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah, for sure. Okay, mm. so let's go back to Nids because we have to. You're on, <laughs> uh, obviously the Nid. The Nid Codex is out. Yes. Fun. How are you finding them intense so far? They are so much fun intense. I am enjoying them so much more than I did in Ninth Edition. Yes. For the simple reason of it's it feels almost horrible to say. I was disappointed with the Ninth Edition Codex. Not because I thought it was bad. I thought like the fluff in there was amazing. Mm -hmm. Um I liked the rules. The rules were really cool. Uh but it was too much. And there is yeah. a point when you're putting putting your army down on the table and you're telling your opponent what rules you've got and telling your opponent like what you can do and what they can't do to you. And it's yeah. you can kind of see they're not enjoying it, not because they're not enjoying the game or you're being a bad opponent, but because it's so uninteractive. Like, you know, there were games where in night position units would just be picked up and it's... You know, that's yeah. not fun for me. I want to have a game. I don't want to pick up my opponent's models. I want to play with a friend. You know, that's mm. very much how it feels most of the time at um, at TT. But yeah, when you've got a very one-sided match because one army's just, the rules are too powerful, it's not a fun way to play. So having them in 10th edition, you've still, and the new codex especially, the fluff is still there. It's very much in the detachments. The stratagems that have come with the detachments, the ones that I've used anyway, are just fun. Like, um, nice. oh, Tank Shock. 
monsters being able to tank shock and crush stampede. The number one disappointment with the <laughs> tenth edition rules was that monsters couldn't use tank shock. I was yeah. so upset. I was devastated. So to know that I can do that, like it's, it's probably not like the most game breaking thing in the world, but it's hilarious to be able to shield bash something. So it's amazing. It's yeah. so cool to have all of those fun things still there and have it feel like a fun game. Like I don't feel like I have to think about what models I'm taking to be like, oh, I can't take this because it's too strong. I can't do that. And oh, let's try and take these things. It, the way the, book is set up it really feels like you can create a themed army i hope that's, that's really like the the pattern going forward and i quite like that they've moved away from here's leviathan here's kraken here's you know those sorts of things and if they've gone here's your um synapse based army here's your crusher stampede monster based army here's your horde based army because people tend to build and i'm talking more specifically paternids but people tend to build up their armies like that people tend mm, to either yeah. be really into the monsters so i'm going to buy all those or i really like hordes so i'm just going to buy all of those and it feels like a much nicer way of or a much simpler way of being able to get into that from from kind yeah. of scratch so you can just do what you want. It's so fun. <laughs> and we've been doing some really silly stuff at TT. Like we did the, um, we did, we got 3000 points and we played like yeah. a narrative mission where I could th bring things back and James had to try and escape from me and it was incredible fun. And then we had, um, on demand, I brought my Tyranids in, which is always, you know, it's always a proud moment seeing something you've created on screen. Mm, um, yeah. So it's always incredibly fun for me. And then we did the Devastation of Baal. And afterwards, you know, I had Spider saying to me, I think that's the most fun game we'd ever played against each other. We <laughs> just had so much fun. And I think that's very much the spirit of how we're taking 10th edition um, and at all of those games now going forward is just playing in the spirit of fun and creating our own narratives yeah. with it. And the rules feel so much more flexible to be able to do that and create the narrative within the game because you've not got, a million and one stratagems or a million and one things your army can do. It's just every unit has its own special thing. There's fewer rules to remember. Just go on and play. Yeah. I think people have kind of linked into 10th and the, the sort of the competitive aspects things a little bit hard. I know that a lot of people mm -hmm. are sort of saying their game's not balanced and things like that when you've got the old the, the Wraith Knight builds that they had and stuff like that. And yeah. I, was just I think it was Mike over at VT and he was like, well, if you want a fun game, mm -hmm. don't take a meta list. It's fairly simple. Right? <laughs> yeah. This is, you know, we, we have the same conversations all the time. It's the game is, you know, the game can be unbalanced if yeah. you're trying to make it unbalanced. You know, if you're deliberately taking a build that's incredibly strong, you know, it's, if you want to have a fun game, the number one thing you need to do is communicate with the person you're playing against yeah. what kind of game you're wanting. Um, definitely if you have someone that's just wanting to play a chill game for fun and laugh, don't take the most yeah. broken list you can. They're not going to have a great time. You need to kind of set those expectations. But there are so many armies that, you know, we've been told, oh, they're broken or they're useless. And then we've gone mm. on to have like really close nail biter games with them because it's a game like Warhammer yeah. is impossible to balance, to be honest. And there are far, far, like all of the armies. Every single model, every single point, every single stratagem and rule and army rule and detachment rule, mm. there's too much to balance against each other. So you kind of have to create internal balance. Um, it's from a competitive side of things. Yes, that balance does have to be there, 
but not everyone and I would say the vast majority of hobbyists probably don't play yep. competitive. I would I would say the vast majority of the people that buy Warhammer don't play. Yep. <laughs> Far more people buy in hobby than than actually play regular games. Back when I when I was first hobbying I played maybe three games yep. a year or three games in addition, <laughs> something like that. So I think, yeah, you're exactly right. It's you, you can play in the right spirit and bring a fun list, and it's it can be balanced yeah. and not open. You just have fun. I think there's always going to be those people, like you say, that it's never going to be balanced because there's so many people who get a lot of enjoyment out of going through every single point, every single stratagem, yeah. and finding out the ways mm-hmm. to become that meta. Yeah. There's no there's no rule right on this earth that's ever going to be able to be like, oh no, I'm going to get all of those out because it yeah. just doesn't happen. You can't it, it, have that number of playtesters. Yeah, it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen in any single game whatsoever. There's a reason why when it comes to things like um, Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, like Yu-Gi-Oh has a ban list. Magic: The Gathering and Pokemon have seasons, so yep. once cards get to a certain age, you just can't use them. So rather than balancing more and more and more and more, which is what Warhammer has to do, is an expanding hobby. It's right. We can just create this separate thing and then everything else that's broken, we should get rid of. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's impossible with a game this size to be able to create the perfect balance. And you know what? There are I'm, like loads of people, I'm sure, that do get enjoyment out of the intellectual side of it and find, combing through it all with a fine-tooth comb and finding the most efficient way to play it. And that's awesome. As long as yeah. you know they're doing it in an environment where everyone around them is also having a fun time. Yeah, exactly that, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, there's some parallels, I think, to like D&D. Mm-hmm. There's there's so many ways in D and D to to meta chase builds yeah. and things like that, but I feel like D and D is very much a sort of a self regulated game. Yeah, you get good good DMs and, and people like that who are gonna gonna kind of hinder that a little bit and try and reduce that meta. But at the same time, it's been fifth edition for a lot. There's only been five editions yeah. five editions of D and D because it's so self regulated that a player will look at it and go, oh, I know that that's going to be a bit over the top. Yeah. I've got a party of other people that want to have some fun. Let's have some fun. Yeah. It feels like Warhammer could take a little bit more of that into into thought and say, well, I know this is the, the best thing I could do, but nobody else is going to have fun playing it. Yeah. So maybe not. And also, like, my, my favorite thing to kind of think about is there's no reason why, if you're not playing a competitive tournament game, you don't have to rule Like, you can, yeah. you can, it's, it's a game at the end of the day. It's, it's, a, it's a game you play personally for your enjoyment, for your hobby. You can just house rule whatever you want. Back when I first started playing, we weren't playing missions from the book. Um, my partner was setting up scenarios to try and make it because she had more points in her army and was a better player mm. than me. So she was making up scenarios where I would have an advantage, like completely narrative, like usually she had to get from one side of the board to the other and I could ambush, things like that, yeah. um, just to have fun. And everyone has the capability of doing stuff like that. That's effectively what a DM does. Yeah. Every single D&D game is they set up the game for them to lose, mm-hmm. to let other people have fun. Yeah. But at the same then, time, you have fun because you're kind of setting up those scenarios yeah. and thinking about ways to do it. You're so, yeah. enjoying, a, a, you know, when you get to it, you're then having a fun game against another person, which is yeah. the goal, is having fun and having a good time. That's what a hobby is meant to be. Absolutely. I'm glad that the sort of Nick, because I've not read the Nick Codex and I've mm-hmm. looked at it much, but I'm glad that the Nick Codex is sort of, it's gone that way. It, I'm hoping. I, I feel like GW have done a really good job going from eighth and maybe into ninth of kind of starting to listen a little bit more. And they've done all the data balance sheets, which I know people hate the fact that the rules are constantly changing and yeah. things like that. But at the same time, if they'd have brought out tenth, then gone, well, that's it until you get a codex. 
It's like, great, okay, so yeah. Eldar and Wraith, Wraith Nightless will win everything until that codex. Yeah, there's definitely, I, I kind of feel sorry for the people that work for Games Workshop that kind of get the brunt of it sometimes, because there is no winning. It's either, oh, my rules are changing, everything's invalidated, you know, what was the point? Or, this is broken, you've not fixed it, what's wrong? Yeah. So, it is a very delicate balancing game. I like that they're addressing problems. Equally, if people don't want to play with the new rules and they want to play with the rules straight out of the book, you can. Yeah, you know, still yeah. It's perfectly valid. Um, and they often do. I don't know if they've said it with this round, but I know with like the balanced data slates, they were in ninth edition, they were kind of saying, this is for competitive play. Yeah. It's kind of designed to balance competitive play. You do not have to play it. Um, now again, I'll, I'll kind of take it back to where before I was really involved in the community when I was first, first getting out. I didn't know they changed points. <laughs> I didn't know they brought out FAQs. You know, I wonder how many people are out there that aren't as deep in the hobby of people that you know have hobby Instagrams and watch battle report channels. And you know, you have to be pretty deep in it yeah. to be doing all of this sort of stuff. So I wonder how many people out there aren't. And buy a codex and buy the rulebook for the edition, and they buy their models, and that's, that's it. they play. Yeah. They just play the game, and for an entire edition, like all they do because. If you're not that crazy into the hobby and you just enjoy it, there's no real reason for you to keep up to date with Warhammer Community no. or you know follow their Instagram or see any of these updates happening. It's just, right, I've got my book, I've got my models, I'm going to go buy more models so I can play with more things and I'm just going to have a good time. Yeah, which is an absolutely fine way of playing. That's why yeah. Legends exists, yeah. I guess. It's, everyone can, exactly. everyone can play about all these models that are being taken out and, and not, not the main models probably using competitive. Like, yeah, but if you're not playing competitive, yeah. go use them. They've got rules. Yeah. And traditionally, like from memory, Forgeord was never allowed in competitions mm, anyway yeah. in the past. And equally, they've literally said Legends is just, you can't use them in official Games Workshop tournaments. That's what Legends means. Yeah. You're still, there's no reason why you can't take them, obviously with agreement, with your local friend group or, you know, your local gaming group or just, you know, I'm definitely, next time I bring my Tyranids on, I'm going to bring my Demon Caron on because he's a really yeah. cool model. Why wouldn't I? He's an incredible model. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, I see. It seems like the sort of right way of playing. Mm-hmm. Okay, you play a lot of Warhammer, yeah. more than the <laughs> average person. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Have you uh, found that your sort of approach to the game or the hobby has has changed or improved since you kind of had that ramp up of how mm-hmm. much you've played? I mean, yeah, you you talk about a ramp up back when yeah I was first into the hobby for the first eight years I was in the hobby. It was like so on and off maybe play three games a year so you can account that kind of thing and then when i started doing the instagram stuff i'd play maybe once a week and then joining tt and like we actually we have like a little tracker of our games to just kind of uh see who's mm. playing what armies have used that sort of thing i currently played the most games of 10th edition <laughs> um on the channel so i am i play so much and definitely when i first before I joined TT, I was really wanting to improve my game. I wanted to be a better player. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be more competitive. You know, I wanted to learn all of the different shenanigans and things you could do. I definitely carried that energy up first into TT. And I was like, you know, trying to learn from everyone and figure all these things out. I learned so, so much um, from them. And I'm also quite good friends with um, Skullcast. So I was bugging him mm-hmm. for like you tell me like your secrets and like your shenanigans and the secret ways that you eke out wins when you shouldn't be able to um 
And then I kind of realized it got to a point where I was obsessing so much about getting better that it felt like I don't really care too much if I win or lose. Like I've never had that attitude. Yeah. I just wanted to play well. But when you, I realized when I was focusing so hard on wanting to play well, it came across like, oh, if I've done something and I could have improved it, that I was disappointed mm, that I'd yeah. lost. Um, which isn't, you know, it's not a fun attitude for people to feel across the table, especially like it's not what I was feeling, but yeah. you can see how it comes across like that. So I've definitely kind of taken a step back and gone, I want to have the most silly, like fun game I can have. <laughs> and I got, I've been boasting about this for like the past two weeks. So that the best compliment I've ever gotten on a battle report the other week, and that was Katie's really improved on her narrative. Nice. <laughs> So just, you know, I'm having the confidence to go out and just have something fun and think about what your army would do and how to make it entertaining and how to have a good time and just yeah. really um, is a really fun way to approach it. So I've definitely, you know, I still really want to improve and, and have a good game, but I also recognize it's also not always the most fun way yeah. to play. Also not more, always the most fun thing to watch. So that. From a playing perspective, I've definitely gone much more from I want to be really competitive, I want to be really good at the game, I want to go to tournaments to I want to try and figure out how I can make this cool narrative thing work. Yeah. And I want to take a really themed list, which is just all these like big monsters, if it's Tyranids, or I want to try and take something really different if it's like I took Necrons for the first time in 10th edition this week yes it's nice too much. i can't even remember when <laughs> i just want to take something fun and silly like having those kind of ideas around fun themes rather than what's the best thing i can do yeah. um has been really cool and then from like a personal hobby like a more hobby side of things um i've definitely learned to relax with the hobby things and not go too crazy, okay. uh, like investing in an entire Black Templar's <laughs> army, <laughs> which is still a bit of a joke, <laughs> and actually planning my time uh, and doing things a bit better. It's very, when I was doing my own Instagram, for me, it was, you know, I was painting things, I was sharing them because I wanted to, because it was fun and, yeah. and people were lovely, and, you know, that encouraged me more. And then I had to realize the more I grew, the more people encouraged me, and then the more carried away I got. Yeah, that's <laughs> I would just fair. get yeah. more and more things. Um, so I've definitely taken a step back with those sorts of things. I kind of put I've put the Black Templars on a shelf for now because <laughs> I've accepted. Like, do you know what? It can be as much of a joke as it is. I also find the joke <laughs> hilarious because it is true. But you know, Tyranids are having their time in the sun. They're my main faction. I'm I'm gonna chill and put the black templars away and not put pressure on on myself for that. And it's also a case of not putting pressure on myself of we don't have a black templars army for the channel. So I felt yeah. well, I can get those done, done, and I can bring them on the channel and we can use them. That's really great. And that's part of kind of why uh, everyone makes fun of me so much at work for it was I came in with all this promise of oh yes a black templars army. Uh, cut to nearly you know a year and a half later <laughs> or two years later nearly, and it's yeah yeah that's not happening. I mean, yeah, you have a, a busy time enough, yeah. Yeah, I've been, like, I, I have an entire Tyranid army that still needs finishing. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Yeah, just taking things a bit slower, yeah. having a bit more fun with it all is the main lesson I've kind of learned from doing so much of it. Because when you do do it full time, if you're not having fun with it, it is just, you know, you don't want your hobby to feel like a job. 
Yeah. Yeah, that burnout becomes almost a serious thing at that point because you're you're relying on it. It's surreal. And I, you know, I worry about people in the community and, you know, try and continue to create a positive space just so, you know, I would never want to contribute to pressure of, oh, I need to do this because other people are doing it or, you know, I feel like I have to keep going, you know, so there's, I feel almost a bit of responsibility of, well, if I don't and if I stop and if I make sure, you know, I'm making it very clear I'm doing something for me, hopefully other people can do that too. Because again, it is, it's a hobby, it's there to enjoy. And if you're not enjoying it, you are then not only burning yourself out by doing something you don't enjoy, you're then losing the one thing or like your hobby that you do enjoy. So you're, you're losing your way to relax. Mm. It's kind of like a double hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Before I move on to the next next thing, I have to definitely ask one more thing. Uh, you have the pleasure of living with probably one of the most tactically minded people that I've spoken to. So have you got fed up with playing Maxine yet? <laughs> oh, that ship has sailed. <laughs> I feel I feel <laughs> incredibly guilty sometimes. She is an incredibly good player, but for a very long time, we had. I have my army, she had her army. We would maybe add one unit to it at a time because, you know, being kids, not having much money, I'm the only one that paints. Like, um, other than now we started going to commission painters, I was also painting all of her armies. Yeah. So it takes a long time to get those out and ready. So we often be playing the exact same thing against the exact same thing. And she is a better player than me. As you said, she's so tactically minded and she's incredible. The she's way incredible. her brain works, she can yeah. think about, I struggle to hold a lot of information in my brain at once, um, but she can hold every single thing that's going on. It's like beautiful plate balancing act. And there's only so much, when you know someone that well and you live with them, there's only so much they can beat you at the exact same game before you do get a little bit tired yeah. of it. And then... <laughs> And then, you know, when that becomes your full-time job and you're playing all the time and, you know, she wants to play and I'm like, yes, but playing against you isn't always the most relaxing thing in the world for me. (laughs) (laughs) Because, you know, this is the one, you're the one person that I play against that I get frustrated because I know you so well. And we have very, very different ways that we play now because, you know, as, as I've kind of explained, I am all in it for the fun and creating a fun narrative. And then she's all in it for that. Oh, I want to play as best as I can and be really like, I want to think about every yeah. tactical aspect. And that's fun for her. And I completely understand. Like it's, it is fun to be able to figure things out. Um, so I just quietly encourage that she finds other people to play against. <laughs> <laughs> I've been promising her a game for ages, but things keep coming up. But yeah, we'll figure to, it out. I'll have to dust the night off. Yeah. And, and she can play against those. I'm sure she'll absolutely destroy my nights, but that's fine. <laughs> It'll be a fun time regardless. Yeah. I watched her game with Scarry the other day, and it was just—it was mm-hmm. like two incredible minds clashing. It yeah, was, it was beautiful. I knew, I knew, I knew when he came over here that I wanted to try and make sure they would play because I just knew it would be a really good game. Having played Scarry now three times, um, and having played Maxine however many times, <laughs> I knew that would be a good setup. Yeah, it was just such a good game. Really, really yeah. close it. Like I think you sort of pointed out earlier, you were going Scarry. Say, how did you get out of these situations? Mm-hmm. That game looked so one-sided, but somehow they just kept going to the very end. It was only kind of the very end. It was like, oh, no, no, Maxine has has won. <laughs> well, that's it, because they're both the kind of people that they can be in a losing position and figure out a way to win. Yeah. Yeah, it was such a good watch. 
Yeah. And that was it's in your, that was that was recorded in your new game room, wasn't it? Which is that was recorded beautiful. in the new game room, uh, which we managed to. <laughs> so I knew he was coming over, and um, I was like, "Great, brilliant! We can do games. You know, we will have the games table." And then we've been trying it's been like this saga since we moved to get the games table upstairs because it didn't fit up the stairs. Yeah. And the people that built it, um, Natural Twenty Tables, who are lovely, lovely people, bless them, came out. You know, didn't charge us anything for their nice. time to try and get the table upstairs. Couldn't, literally <laughs> impossible. So when we originally got the table, it was just before they changed the table, the board size. Uh, so it was six by four. Yeah. Um, so obviously it doesn't need to be as big anymore. So they were, they offered, they're like, we'll take it back. We'll break the table down, remake it into a smaller size for the new board size and see if that works. Um, so they did all of that for us. Wow. But I thought that was going to take like a couple of weeks. I have to message Sky and be like, I'm so sorry when you come here. I don't think we're going to have the table. And thankfully, I think it arrived like the week before nice. or like two weeks before he came out. So, yes, perfect timing. And then finally, after about two years, we got this table upstairs. <laughs> It's a beautiful table as well. So nice. Oh, it's incredible. Like, it was one of the uh, first things we ordered when we moved into our original first house uh, way, way, way back when before I even started my Instagram because our whole thing was always we won't invest properly in Warhammer until we have like a place where we can mm. properly play. Yeah. So we moved and bought a house for the first time. That's kind of what we did. And, you know, it's kind of in the height of covid and we'd saved all this money and we were looking for it and couldn't find all we could find was like the old fold-up ones yeah. like, no, we want this to be a games room so i think traditionally nat 20 you kind of tell from the name do like uh board game and like D style tables but so yeah what they've done for us is just absolutely amazing yeah I've seen some of their tables since your post i would never really heard them before your post and then i saw <laughs> them and they were just making like screen tables and yeah, as the a, screen tables oh are Oh, my God. As a tenor, I was just like, this is incredible. Like, yeah. 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 And they have, like, yeah, so the, the table has got special, like, slots all around the outside so you can put all these uh, attachments in. Like, we've got a dice tray and, like, little mug holders yeah. at the moment. And they have, like, um, book holders so you can have, like, a screen nice. up. And really cool, really cool company. Yeah, I'm not sure I pursue my other half. I mean, my, my two-and-a-half-year-old might love it as well and take the Take well, it to pieces. Yeah, the advantage is they do have like these little leaves that you can put on the table to transform it into a normal table. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I'm still not sure she'll go for it, and I'm almost certain that the two and a half year old will be like, "Let's open all of this. <laughs> Let's break it." <laughs> yeah, she will do her yeah. best. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Cool. Okay, we'll sort of move away from Warhammer and come more into the community thing, which obviously is a huge, mm-hmm. huge thing. You're definitely one of the better known people in the community. That's for sure. So. You've had your Instagram for nearly three years, uh, and you have a massive following on there. Very, very big. It's just one of these weird things when you look at Instagram. You see meet people with millions and millions, but when it comes to forty k, you're definitely one of yeah. the, the, the bigger, the bigger people. Mm-hmm. Um, what made you decide to want to start it? So, I've kind of mentioned a few times when I was first in the hobby, I wasn't really involved in the community um i watched battle reports on and off um but i was very you know very nervous person wasn't going to stores wasn't talking to people you know just playing against maxine and being in my own little bubble and then when covid came around i was doing my masters at the time and i think like i finished my masters halfway through covid i was working but i got furloughed and we'd you know we'd moved house and we had this plan to start doing warhammer again so I got to a point where I was almost hobbying like a job, 
Like I would wake yeah. up, I would get ready for the day, I would sit at the table at nine o'clock, um, stop for lunch, and then I would stop when Maxine came down after finishing her work. She was working from home. And I, you know, I felt incredibly lonely. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, a lot of people did yeah. uh, during COVID. Lockdown, I lived nowhere, like my family lived two and a half hours away. You know, we just moved, literally, I think we moved five days before lockdown. Oh. So we didn't know anyone in the yeah. area. Um, didn't have any friends, really, because, you know, I'm very quiet. Maxine has been working from home for about two years at this point. And I started following people on Instagram. I started looking at people's like, oh, I'll probably get into battle reports again and watching those. And I found a couple of hobby channels that were doing, like, the sit and chat mm, paint yeah. sort of thing. And that was really fun. So that's kind of actually why how I got introduced to Scario, because that him and Tanya were doing daily um, shows. So I was like sat and had them on. And the more I got into seeing other people on Instagram, and because I have a I have like a personal account that I use that's private. I was going on there, I was following people and looking through it. I had the idea of like weirdly the username popped into my head before (laughs) I thought about actually doing it, because I was just like Katie Plays 40k has a really nice flow to it. Like it just yeah, it does. nicely. So back when I was like, should I, should I create like a little Instagram? And my main goal with it was to just maybe talk to a few people and feel a little bit less lonely. Yeah, that's <laughs> like that was the main goal. And that's where it started. And I was posting the things I was working on. I was getting really excited because, you know, you do when you go from talking to no one to you know, all of a sudden this whole world's in front of you and like, I don't know how to interact. I'm just going to do loads of things. I think like five posts a day, you know, posting. <laughs> if you think about like some of the rules people tell you about posting to Warhammer Hobby, like breaking all of those. I was just posting, you know, great plastic and bags full of paint that didn't look aesthetic at all. I was, uh, I was just posting. I was just excited. Yeah. I was interacting with people and like I went on to, I was like, oh, let's go and look at all the hashtags and see people that are painting the stuff that I like. Let's go follow on that. And it just became really nice. You know, I'll comment something lovely on this person. Oh, they've said something nice to me back. Oh, this is really cool. Now I'm talking to people and I'm having friends. Mm. Um, And then it got to a point of Maxine and I started playing and started trying to learn ninth edition. She was teaching me ninth edition. And because I'd been chatting with people, I was like, oh, share like what I'm doing in my story. and. I think a couple of people messaged and was like, oh, it'd be really cool if you did, like, if you filmed what you were doing, you know. And I think it was at a time where a lot of people weren't playing. Mm, yeah. You know, very few people had someone living at home with them that also played yeah. Warhammer. Um, so I think a lot of people, or at least this is my assumption anyway, liked seeing people play. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it felt, oh, what's the word I'm thinking of? Um like they were kind of enjoying the hobby vicariously. Okay. So I started doing little, so I did the first one on my story and then realized that didn't work because your stories start getting deleted after you've posted yeah. a certain amount. Um, and then I did, I was like, I should record, like record it on my phone and do little, start doing little battle reports. Um, <laughs> which is like, I think about it now. It's so adorable that, you know, <laughs> we were doing that and also how like that evolved in such a short period of time. And those got so much attention. Yeah. Um, and then all sorts of crazy things happened. Like, um, 
massive accounts were re, re, like sharing or reposting my things and it it's still crazy to me like I look at the number on my Instagram and it just I can't even I don't even really mm. see it because it still feels for me like it was at the very beginning like this is just a really exciting awesome community where I'm just talking to people and just talking to other hobbyists and interacting and posting the stuff that you know I enjoy and talking to people and hyping other people on and you know <laughs> it feels really weird wow. to think like oh yeah a lot of people on Instagram know who I am <laughs> oh yeah I mean for some level of context you have more followers that can fit into most football stadiums in the UK Oh no, that's such a strange stat. Oh, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Like, yeah. So I'm I'm a Derby County fan for my sins. I think Derby County Stadium is about thirty three thousand. So you, you could you could fill the Derby Stadium nearly twice over. That's that's such. It's so nice to think like that's so many people, and it is a really positive community. It really is. Yeah. I, you know, it happens. But I can probably count on my hands the number of negative comments I've had over the past year. You know, I don't often get negative comments. I don't often get um, negative messages. It's really, I try very much to be very mindful of what I'm putting out is either positive, even if it's like not toxic positive, like just yeah. enjoy, genuine enjoyment for the hobby. Yeah. Or, you know, if it's, putting up a thing of I've not had much motivation recently you know that doesn't have to be a negative thing of of, I've not had much motivation but it can be like hey like here's a normal thing you know I struggle with motivation I'm sure loads of people do too let's just be real and post about stuff and act like a community it's being genuine and I think that really comes across definitely from from your account sorry Mm -hmm. um is is that a genuine aspect of it? And people, I feel like, engage better with genuine. Like yeah. I say, there's that sort of toxic pos- positivity and stuff like that, where you know that somebody's being positive because they're trying to be positive. Yeah. Uh, it's not not because they have any, any any positive aspects of it, but because they think they have to. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, I think that genuine, you can see it's you. You are, you are that person that's coming across, that's yeah. coming through the screen. And it comes Honestly, across these tabletop tactics like, too. I couldn't. There isn't a nicer compliment you could you could give than um, that it you can tell that it, it's me. Like the last thing I want is to put out a sign online and be, you know, people think that I'm different in person. You know, because mm. I, I am. Like I've used this, I grew this hobby account from nothing because I was lonely. Yeah. <laughs> um. I don't. You know, there was no agenda behind it. I never ever thought it would end up where I am you know doing this as a full-time job this is the furthest thing in the back of my mind and I'm just I'm really excited about the hobby and I when I get really excited about something I am enthusiastic about other people enjoying it and I love being part of a community that is warm and welcoming and makes other people also feel excited and safe and happy in the hobby yeah yeah, I mean, it's... Like, it's done so much for me. I want to do the same for other people. No, I mean, that's, I think I feel like most people in the hobby, that's that's what they're looking for, is yeah, they, they just, exactly. they enjoy it. I, it's why I started this podcast. I wasn't mm-hmm. I wasn't really getting much Warhammer in my life. I was doing a little bit of pain here and there, but I had a little one, yeah. I had a dog, I didn't really have much time. And I was like, I want to talk to people about 40k again, about Warhammer again. And that's why I started this, this podcast. And yeah, all the sort of conversations that I have with people and stuff like that, it's, everyone just just loves the hobby and they love seeing other people love the hobby that that's it that, that's, that's awesome 
Yeah, it's the best part of the community, I think, is just how enthusiastic everyone is towards like each other yeah. and just like trying to uh, like it's almost like egging each other up. It's like, <laughs> yeah, you're awesome. You can do this. Yeah, this is so cool. I absolutely love your idea. Love your painting. Love all that. Like, it's it's honestly the best part. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Have you have you got any advice for people who are looking to build a, a community or say do something similar to you? Well, for me, it's always just strange thinking about advice because I was never like trying to. But I think yeah, what yeah. part of the reason why it has been so successful is, you know, I post things in a very genuine way and like the way I enjoy doing it. And I think the best piece of advice I can, and this is something that I've been thinking a lot recently, is consider yourself your own target audience. Because if you know you're going to enjoy like the content you're putting out, then you're going to enjoy making that. So it's going to come across um, a lot of things that I do where I do like the silly little guides of, you know, Hmm. let me try magnetizing something for the first time is because I was scared to magnetize because I'd never done it before. (laughs) So, you know, I did a little guide for it for people who also felt like that. And then it also got me over my fear of doing it. You know, I was my entire audience. The amount of times I will post like a silly reel because like the thought of it makes me laugh. Like I <laughs> think about it and goes, that's hilarious. And those yeah. are always the ones that do really well. It's like I'm just trying to make myself laugh. I'm probably <laughs> gonna make someone else laugh as well. <laughs> yep. I have the same policy at work is um I tell a lot of really bad jokes. <laughs> I always laugh at them. And James has this saying to me now, he's like, they can't all be hits, Katie. And I just say, I say back to him, like, well, if I'm my own target audience, every single one is a hit. So <laughs> I yeah, always so. win. I can't imagine James not laughing, though. So. <laughs> oh, he, he's like, I can tell when he says that, like, he wants to laugh. <laughs> yeah, he definitely wants to. He's just he's just trying, trying to play it down, trying to play cool. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's cool. Tabletop, let's talk tabletop tactics because I think we have to. Mm-hmm. You've been there for just over two years now. No, it's not entirely sure where those two years have gone. No, it's it's absolutely flown by. Um, it's fl- simultaneously flown by and felt like forever. I'm not yeah. sure how that quite works. Um, because I joined the fifth of July, 2021. So yeah, just over two just years. Over two years so. Oh Mad. yeah, we've done so much in that time. Like we've oh, changed yeah. studio, like we've completely moved. You know, James came on full time. We've started doing different types of games. Still haven't done D and D yet, despite that being promised since I joined. <laughs> so hopefully soon. Yeah, soon. Yeah, um, I believe that will be starting. It's been an absolute roller coaster of a time, um, having grown with it all, and now having gone from. Oh, ninth edition is out. Let's, you know, grab that and learn it to, all right, tenth edition is coming. Here's all this content we need to do. Um, I'm, you know, this is my full time job. <laughs> you know, let's make a house play to teach people how to do it. Yeah. Let's learn this game and really fast so we can put out all this amazing stuff. It's, it's insane. Yeah. Cause you did a lot of the reels, didn't you? Going into tenth for, for Tuesday. So most of the social media stuff, um, I do not all of it now. But I did a lot of reels, and this was kind of following that philosophy of be your entire audience. Yeah. Of you know, I know I struggle, or I struggled with understanding quite not simple rules, but like little bits. So I wanted to do 
very short, fast explainers for people mm. on like what's a detachment, you know, how do you build it on? Literally, where do you start from scratch? What do these different universal special rules mean? Because I'm aware, whereas I've been in and out of the hobby since fifth edition, a lot of people won't know what a universal special rule yeah. is. No, so, I, I enjoyed those rules. I mean, obviously, I've been in since eighth and I played, played fantasy mm-hmm. a long time ago. But yeah, I, I really loved them. It was one of those strange things where it's like, I've, I've read the rule, I kind of understand it, but then seeing you do it, it was just like, yeah, that was that was a fun way of reading it. Let's let's <laughs> let's do that again. Oh man, those those are so much work trying to get the information down because on um, YouTube you can only uh, do it up to sixty seconds. Yeah. So trying to get all that information in <laughs> in sixty seconds took practice. I can imagine. Yeah, uh, I can imagine. But yeah, I love them. So mm-hmm. going all the way back to the start. Uh, I remember at the time that the they put out the post to say we're looking mm-hmm. for looking for new people. Mm-hmm. What, what made you apply? What what was kind of in the, the process after? So I saw. I remember seeing that advert as well. And for me, I like I looked at it and didn't think anything of it. I think one of my friends at the time like messaged me. And I was like, you should you should like definitely try out for this because I'd been doing my like Instagram battle reports at the time. Um, I grown quite a lot yeah. in my own you know my own right at that point and I was like I don't I don't really think like I don't really think I'm the fit I don't think it will work and I think it took about five different people <laughs> to actually encourage me to apply and then even after that you know when I'd filmed my audition and written like the little cover letter yeah I um I sent it to so many different people to be honest <laughs> is, that, is that all right so I did that um I got I think it was an email back saying that they wanted to do like a Zoom interview. Nice. I was like so, so nervous. <laughs> and that was with Lawrence and Rachel, who was our uh, production manager. And I remember doing the Zoom call and I was so nervous. I was in my, like, I had pajama bottoms on and like <laughs> slippers underneath the thing to be more comfortable. Yep. <laughs> and like afterwards, I was like dying. <laughs> It's kind of nerve-wracking applying to a job that you have absolutely no experience in. Um, <laughs> kind of at the time, didn't feel like I was a good fit for. I can just remember thinking, like, I just said the same thing over and over again because I didn't think anything to say because I was so nervous. <laughs> um, and then I think it was, I can't remember if it was an email or a callback that I got yeah. that was, you know, we're doing these in-person like auditions, so like come into the studio of a game and we'll just kind of see how you are in front of the camera and I remember at the time I was working yeah. so I did manage to um, in between like my masters I got a new job uh, working in psychology and I remember at the time it was the NHS you have to give like two months notice or something silly if you want time off and I was like this is in two weeks like great um, at the time I was in control of yeah. my own schedule but I had to <laughs> see like a certain number of clients every week so I was like, cool, I'm taking that day off and then worked like eight till eight the rest yeah. of the week. It was not sustainable. Do not recommend. Um, I, I nearly died. It was horrible. Oh, uh, but I went down for this audition. <laughs> My partner drove me. <laughs> I remember at the time it was, you know, I showed up at this house. I was like, this can't, this can't be it. Like, maybe like I'm just meeting them here. They don't want to show me where the studio is <laughs> and we're going somewhere else. <laughs> But I was like, take me to the garage. I was like, oh, this does not look like you, you see it. And then you walk in and you're like, I feel oh, like I've gone through the wardrobe <laughs> in Narnia. <laughs> it's, 
the weirdest sensation. They had it all set up, all the lighting done. I was so, so nervous. I think the first thing we had to do was um, practice doing an intro and practice doing lists. Okay. And um, bear in mind, all of them are in the room. No pressure. So, <laughs> the lists was, I had to practice uh, one with Chef and one with Beard. And immediately, and I told him this, so he knows, I was like, I was the most scared of Chef. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, how many spoken to? <laughs> he was so intimidating. Yeah. And I felt like I did so badly. And then the list was the worst. Like, she sat down. You've got this spotlight right in your face. And they're all just lined up there watching you do it. I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> this is so nerve-wracking. I'm literally, I can hear my voice shaking from how yeah. nervous I am. And then we get to the like little practice game. And I essentially played, I think it was like a battle round against Jeff and a battle round against Beard. Like, the goal of it was kind of see what, mm. what we were you know, what it was like and what we yeah. were like on camera together and can we communicate because at the end of the day if I didn't get on well with them it probably wouldn't work. Yeah. So, the number one thing, the one thing I settled into because I've got um, I've got brothers so the way I tend to interact is banter. <laughs> yeah. I just started it right away. I think that's um, that's kind of what let them know I would be able to settle once I because I think they understand, you know, they understood Coming in and doing a thing you've never done before in front of people you've never met before. Yeah. It's incredibly nerve wracking. They definitely were very understanding about that and they're like, Yeah, of course I'm gonna be nervous, but you know, like I do on my Instagram, I let you know what I would be like shine through yeah. and show off kind of who I actually am. And then yeah, I think it was it wasn't long after I can't remember exactly I got the call. And I remember so vividly I was in the middle of the work day, I was in my little office, in between calls, and I can't remember if they let me know they were going to call or not, but I got this call, and it was Lawrence. And I'm fully, fully ready for it to be, you know, thank you so much, but, you know, we're just not the right fit. I was kind of expecting that. You know, I didn't at the time think that it was something I could do. And he goes on, the one thing that sticks with me is... You know, us at TT here, we're like a family. I know we're all really good friends. And, you know, what we're thinking is we would love it if you could move down here and be like our new little sister. Oh, <laughs> like, nice. that's what he said. And, yeah, I was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes. At the time, you know, I said I was working in the NHS. Um, I was struggling quite a lot with my job. Uh, I kind of knew if the opportunity to leave that had come up, probably would. So it was like, yes, straight away, let's figure this out, da da da. And, you know, hung up the phone. Maxine had come downstairs at this point. She's kind of gotten the, the <laughs> gist of what's going on. She's wrapped up in this big bear hug. And it also just so happened to be the day that two of our friends back from when we were teenagers had, um, were coming to visit. They were coming to stay for the weekend. And they were coming on that day. What's hilarious is that they played Warhammer and we never knew. <laughs> we really? never knew that these friends played Warhammer. <laughs> and not only that, but they were massive fans of Tabletop Tactics. Oh, so awesome. it was, you know, it was amazing that we reconnected with them just before, like, all yeah. this amazing stuff happened and they understood what was going on. Because it's very difficult to explain to family members, like, yeah. oh, yeah, this cool, like, this weird hobby that I do that you don't get, I'm going to go do that full time. And I do still think it would have been hilarious if they'd never found out. And literally just saw me on TV. Just on the like, channel. Yeah. What? 
that's, <laughs> hang on, that's Katie. I know her from when she was 15. <laughs> so, yeah, no, that, and, that would have been a fact, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how, how it all kicked off. Nice. I mean, it was obviously quite a big big risk. Like, so yeah. You, you had a job, Maxine, obviously had a job. It was a move. Mm-hmm. Did you have any sort of reservations about, about joining or <sighs> make, taking that risk on? I would say, like, the reservations were less around the risk of taking on. Uh, we're very fortunate. Maxine's incredibly, you know, secure in her job, financially secure. She'd been working from home for two years at that point, so we knew we could afford to like move in terms of yeah. it wouldn't disrupt her work. We'd already bought one house, so we figured well, if we can sell that and buy another. It was very frustrating timing. <laughs> we'd yeah, yeah. house for about a year. Uh, we still had like a year left on the mortgage uh, in terms of like the fixed the fix rate that we had. <laughs> Figuring all that out, the logistics of it, we knew would be fine, uh, even if it ended up me being in a hotel for eight months. It worked out. The yeah. risk was the the reservation for me was more. I very much felt for a very long time that I wasn't the right person for it. Okay. It's very hard when it's not ever something you see yourself doing. Yeah. And for yeah, me, no it, you know, it kind of came from nowhere because from the space of I think I created my Instagram in January to July, I was all of a sudden doing this hobby full time. Yeah. Like it was such a fast trajectory for me. I was never, never expecting it, and then. The amount of attention I got with with tabletop tactics, I think I gained sixteen thousand followers in twenty four hours when it was announced. <laughs> I couldn't use my insane. phone; um, it oh, was yeah. broken. <laughs> uh, the amount of notifications were coming through. It, like, it makes sense. It's a massive, massive channel, mm. massive part of the hobby. And the res- yeah. So the reservations were: Am I right for this? Are people going to like me? Because it's one thing to have like your own community and your yeah. own age of. I've built this from the ground. Like I know what this community is. I know everyone here is friendly. And then you go to a channel that has that many more. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're kind of put right in the spotlight and you know, you're coming in for someone else, um, who's yeah. just left. And you know, there are those things of are people gonna like me? Are I gonna get comparisons? Are people gonna not like me for whatever reason? You know, trying to take on all this feedback and then filter out, okay, well what's What's feedback that I can listen to, and then what's feedback that you don't like me as a person, and that's perfectly fine. Yeah. There are things about myself I can't change because it's just who I am, and I won't change. So, yep. you know, not everyone has to like me. Uh, I don't think there is a single person in the world that everyone likes. No. Impossible, impossible. So, it, yeah, it's then became a case of filtering those two different things out, which are very, you know, it, it was a hard skill. I think I'm yeah. just about getting there. <laughs> Yeah, because I, I guess going into going into TT, like I said, you built up your following that was that was built around you as a sort yeah. of person, whereas TT kind of already had that established uh, audience who may have been completely different to, to what you were doing. I mean, it worked out. You I, from from my point of view, you slid in nearly seamlessly. I think you, you're an incredible addition to the to, to, to TT. But yeah, it must have been a bit. I can it's, imagine it was quite scary. Yeah, it, it is very intimidating because you, yeah, you just don't know um, how an audience will react to you when you don't, you know, necessarily. Everyone's much more faceless when they're commenting on something like YouTube yeah. or like the on demand comments. So yeah, yeah, you're you're correct. You're right. It's, it is incredibly intimidating. I am very very appreciative for how everyone was with me when I started with the guys. You know, I had days spent with Lawrence where he literally he warned me. He was like, you know, there'll be people that don't like you. 
that's fine. There are people that don't like me, and that's fine. That's just <laughs> what it is. And we've got you, and you know we're here. And when the guys have been looking out for me in the comments, um, when something's like nasty, it's like, well, yeah. you don't. That's not us. It's not this community here. It's not what we're trying to do. And I have been incredibly, incredibly looked after at every step, and you know reassured time and time again (laughs) that everything's okay and also not made to feel bad for being nervous and being you know worried about comments and how people might you know take to me so they've been i mean even now it still happens where oh no like i feel like i've not come across well like in this game because i was having a really fun time but i might have gotten a bit carried away with something and they go it's fine (laughs) it's reassuring it's lovely that's, I mean, that's a really nice group. Having chatted with, hey, what number are you? <laughs> I chatted with, oh my god, Fletch, Stig, Chef. You're number four. Yeah, you're I think four. I think I'm number four. I think you're number four, which is surreal for me. We'll go into that another time. It really comes across, like, like you said, that that family and everyone's sort of really. It, it's a it's a friendship group yeah. that also kind of happens to work together. Yeah. It, oh, it definitely, definitely is. I mean, I literally don't think. I mean, I have friends. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm now in a part of the country where I've moved away from uh, a lot of people and also a lot of my friends online so it's, they're kind of for the most part the only friends I see regularly because they live yeah. near and I spend a lot of time with them <laughs> so, a lot of time a lot of time quite a lot we do hang out outside work as well when time allows so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, I feel so sorry for you having to, to hang out with Chef uh, <sighs> he, he was such a pain to talk to you for like the two and a half hours we were on the phone I for. know He's the oh. absolute worst. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I keep saying that James is the like the person I'd love to play the most, probably, mm-hmm. and you, obviously. I, know. I understand. Um, <laughs> but I, I really worry that I'd get fed up of how happy he is or how positive he is. It just, <laughs> it just bounces. I, I think that's the only word. Nothing, nothing affects him. Nothing affects him. It's hilarious. It could be yeah. very, very fun. <laughs> uh, we had a game that came out, I think, this week, and you know, for once, even though like the result of the game is inconsequential, his roles were going really bad. Well, and mine were going really badly, so it was really fun to then switch that dynamic. Oh, the most fun I have is melting down on camera. <laughs> it's so fun to do. It's just like I get to go crazy because my dice are doing something weird. This is hilarious, and then James is just there, like. Cheery all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's 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 so nice to play against, especially when we were at that time of, you know, ninth edition, really really broken armies of. You can play against James, and he doesn't like he <laughs> he reacts so well to being put in a worse position. Yeah, like, he manages it so well, and he makes it entertaining without making it feel like, well, I'm just trying to be positive for positive sake. Like, he genuinely has fun with it, and it's so nice. Yeah. And each of them have, like, their own little aspect that they bring to each game that, you know, they're never the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's, I think that's probably one of the things that's sort of kept me with TT. So, Mini Wargame is probably the first channel that I watched, mm-hmm. as per most people, and TT was probably the second. But yeah. TT's kind of become the main channel that I watch, watch these days, just because it's so well-rounded. It's almost like every game's different. Obviously, it's, there's, there's a, quite a few of you now, so you can kind of change yeah. that dynamic up. But yeah, it's such a well-rounded group that every game feels different. Even when it's the same people you might yeah. watch, it feels different. The games are different. You play in slightly different ways. You, yeah, James rolls with the punches over and over again. It's, it's yeah, it's fun. 
it's, it's one of the reasons that I, sort of, I, that I always go back to sort of James being one of them because it's, for me he sort of embodies I lose a lot <laughs> that's that's my thing in the game is yeah. I lose a lot so James embodies what I want to do when I lose so that's I think that's why just I like to have an absolute blast <laughs> yeah yeah just take four big nights and see what happens see how many of you get to explode that's that's <laughs> the that's the point of it ah uh, I mean the most exciting thing about if you're taking a load of vehicles and losing is do my vehicles explode <laughs> yeah best part yeah, I should probably play, probably play orcs. I did in fantasy; they were mm-hmm. always my thing. But yeah, I should probably play orcs. Yes. <laughs> then it is just pure chaos all the time. It's impossible yeah. to not have fun playing orcs. Yeah, uh, yeah, that was definitely why I got in fantasy. But I'm again, I'm not sure that my wife would be too happy about me getting another army. Yeah, and orcs are quite a big one as well. <laughs> yeah, I lot. picked up Votan, and I was like, yeah, Votan can be my horde army because they're. they're they were quite expensive at the time. They yeah. just had a massive points drop. I'm like, oh, that's dangerous. Yeah, I yeah, we, we can't um we can't play Botan on me at the moment because we don't have enough models. It's mad. The, the points the point, drop. I mean it was needed, but yeah, yeah the points drop was huge. Yeah. Madness. Yeah, I mean a lot of them I think, yeah. Like so many of those lower tier armies, I think Cow and Sisters are the same. Massive yeah. points drops recently. Which does make yeah. it incredibly fun. We have got a huge sisters um, army, so I was just thinking about how much I can take in, on on the table just to look a whole fun. Horde sisters army, that yeah, would be... sisters. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It's yeah, amazing. <laughs> I keep promising to take. I think I've got sixty intercessors. That's maybe. so many. Mm-hmm. That'd be yeah. hilarious to put on the table. <laughs> yeah, I in ninth you could take them. I think I got a 2000 point army mm-hmm. and i could take all 60 of them with assault uh assault rifles and there was just like 180 shots oh, and you just like what do you <laughs> yeah i'm not gonna advance and shoot still yeah. and it was like please please don't do that yeah that's, that's so many insane. dice to roll as well i i'm definitely a fan of the more dice you roll the more fun you're having yeah yeah absolutely i mean that was the point you just you're there to roll dice that's exactly. the whole point of playing the game <laughs> yeah i did i ran for a little while, I ran the salamanders when you could have a stratagem to max out flamers. And a unit of like three aggressors, and you're like, here's 120 shots. It's so fun to do things like that. Yeah. My mate was like, I'm just going to take them off the table. I was like, no, 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 please don't. Let me, roll, let me roll my dice, please. Yeah. I'm going to roll all of these. Mm. I'm hitting on threes. I'm yep. rolling ones. I'm wounding on threes, but I'm going to re roll ones because I'm a lieutenant. So. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's just do this. Oh, it's so much fun. I completely agree. If. if if everyone's okay and comfortable with it, always roll it. It's so hilarious. Especially if it's like you end up not killing you. Yes. It's hilarious because it's like, I've rolled all these dice and oh. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of like, oh, what what just happened? How did how do I roll 120 dice? I'm you were so excited about rolling people. dice, you rolled dice badly. Yeah. I had James's look for that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I had that recently. I went to, a, went to my first tournament. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've never rolled. Every I had three opponents. Every single one of them apologised for my dice rolling. Yeah, I was yeah you know TT, it's bad when TT your opponent dice. feels bad. I know, right? Um, I will say um, it was probably James that packed them then. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, James packed yeah. those dice. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, my rampager. I did the sweep. So it's like fourteen attacks, yeah. something like that. And when you charge, you then you get the the exploding mm-hmm. sixes. I didn't roll a single six, and I rolled like four ones hitting oh, on and I was devastating. like, "Yeah, I was like, this is this is your thing," and it just yeah. bounced against a unit of ten warriors. I was like, "Oh, there's nothing worse than when something just like doesn't do the one thing it's supposed to do." It's so yeah. sad. It's so sad. It, that was just my day. My volcano lance 
I took the Volcano Lance mm-hmm. Tyrant. I mean, that's kind of the, the sort of player I am. I was like, it's a big gun. I want a big yeah. gun. Uh, it missed its first five shots, hitting on threes. No! The best, <gasps> the best thing happened, though. On the sixth shot, it hit. It hit a Land Raider. We did the Land Raider. Land Raider's in cover. Gets a six-off save. And rolls the six. I was like, oh. I'm not even sad at this point. <laughs> that's like, impressive. Yeah, I was like, that's that's fine. I, I did everything that I could. Yeah. And you just rolled the perfect yeah. six. So, yeah, this is There was fine. nothing on you. <laughs> Yeah. Ah, that was a bad tournament. It's alright. There'll always be another one. For sure. Yeah, for sure. I'm playing in doubles next month, actually. Amazing. So I love doubles tournaments are the best. Yeah, that's something I definitely want to start getting into. Not only because it's probably the only way I get my black tank pass on the paper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're only playing, we're playing 750 points per person. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm still contemplating whether or not I take as many intercessors as I can to that one. Do it! Or the, um, what, oh my god, what are the new flame ones called? Um, Stonecraft? No. No. Oh, Infernus, Marine. Infernus. Yep. Yeah, I'd love, to, I'd love to just take as many Infernus as possible. Yeah, I only cool. own 10, but I'm sure I can get more. Mm-hmm. You need more righteous, righteous Flame all the time. If I could... Yeah. The amount of times I just try and take a list with all Flamers. So, we've talked about, obviously, it was at risk and, and you sort of set in and stuff like that. But, um, it's... Probably an obvious question, but do you think that joining TT has sort of changed how you view the hobby or even how the hobby sort of views you? It's definitely kind of forced me to create more of a like work-home separation uh, okay. in terms of the hobby because I wasn't doing it as a job. I was just doing it as a hobby. My social media was, you know, personal time. That was me mm. connecting with people. And then joining TT, it very quickly became, I'm... Not just Katie plays 40k, I'm Katie and Jinx from Tabletop Tactics. So there was a little bit more interaction. I started getting a few more questions like, you know, can you give me advice on this? Can you look at my list? You know, tell me, give me advice on how to play, which I love doing. But it's a lot when it's, you know, I'm at home. Uh, We work, we work nine to six. So it's quite long, long days. Then coming home, I wanted to do personal hobby and switch off a little bit from that kind of aspect. It's really odd when you do do it because it's like, how do I switch from work mode to not work mode when you're kind of doing the same thing? Yeah. <laughs> so I learned to kind of relax a little bit more with it and take it a little bit more personally. I don't post as much as I used to. I, you know, I do every every single day and that's also I don't hobby as much as I used to it's not COVID anymore yeah. I'm not spending every single day sat at a desk <laughs> painting so you're just trying to create that really good work home separation has been the big thing when it comes to hobbying and making sure I'm looking after myself with it and not burning out it's kind of what we were saying earlier yeah. and making sure it's definitely for me and in terms of how the hobby views me I mean my interaction with people is online. I would say it's still mostly the same. But when we went to like Warhammer Fest, that was an experience not a single one of them thought to prepare me for. <laughs> I've been to I've been to Warhammer World, like not for the events, but I've been to Warhammer World. I've like put you know up on my story. You know, I'm going to be there if, if you're at Warhammer World. Come say hi. Yeah. Um, you know, I love talking to people. I love it. You know, we usually go. There's like an event on. We're not playing, but we're just wandering around, you know, in between rounds, talking to people, uh, talking about their armies. I love talking to people. And they go, oh, you know, I love you on TT. You know, talk about the channel. And it was never been that much. Yeah. Then we went to Warhammer Fest. 
and it was fine. I was the first one there because I went up on the Friday evening. They all drove up Saturday morning. Mm. So I was there first. I was hanging out with like the friends I know in the hobby, um, the people I, I know really well, a couple of people that I'd not met before that I'd been friends with online. We were all going around hanging out. That was fine. I was experiencing Warhammer Fest <laughs> as a normal person. All of a sudden, these massive tall blokes <laughs> appear on my shoulder. It's like, cool, there's Lawrence, there's Chef, Beard's gone off somewhere. He's already filming things. <laughs> like, oh, hi, guys, you're here. Um, we start wandering around the hall. People start coming up. I was like, yeah, cool, this is Again, no one has at this point said anything to me about what Warhammer Fest would be like. So I figured it would be like Warhammer World. Every so often, people will come up and say hi. It'd be very polite, quiet conversation. We then go to queue up to Demo Tent. And there is a queue outside of the queue to talk to us. <laughs> um, we kind of abandoned that. We managed to get back to it later. But we were queuing for ages. And we were like, oh, we want to go do stuff. So we were walking yeah. around. Chef and I go off in one direction. Lawrence and Big go off in another direction. We're walking around the tournament, uh, the tournament section. People are starting to come up to us. I'm like, yeah, no, this is a bit more than I was expecting people to talking to us. You then had someone's talking directly to Chef. So someone's come over and is now talking to me. There is now a circle around us of people waiting to talk to us. Which, like, it's an incredible experience. Um, mm. like, and everyone, everyone I met was incredibly friendly. So lovely. Nothing but lovely things to say. I got, again, like I said, my biggest compliment that someone could give me is like, I come across as genuine and we met up with the guys from the Red Path. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Now, Red Path is one of the first like interviews I ever did back way before, back before TT. So, you know, really friendly, really lovely. I then did a podcast with them not, not too long ago. And I was like, yeah, you know, you're just like you are in person. Lovely compliment. <laughs> so it was a really, really lovely experience. But it was, I was not expecting there to be that many people like you look at a number on a screen you look at cool it's about 60 you know 60 thousand you look at 180 thousand subscribers yeah. you look at all that and you don't it doesn't really mean anything because it's all online and then you see all these people <laughs> and you're talking <laughs> i think they no warning at all they were also all left on the saturday <laughs> I stayed. I did the Saturday. I did the Sunday. <laughs> I think I did ten minutes on the Monday, and I was like, "This has been amazing." <laughs> I was so tired. <laughs> I came back for that week and <laughs> had the week at work. I was like, "None of you warned me." <laughs> Why did you do this to me? <laughs> Why did you warn me? I would have slept so much more. <laughs> it was. It was such a weird feeling of you know walking into a room and knowing that most of the people I would talk to would know who I am because yeah. I've always been a very quiet person really I know it doesn't come across <laughs> um, you know I was the kid in school that never got in trouble for anything because I was sat quietly at the back not doing anything um, I didn't have you know many friends growing up I didn't really have a proper friendship group until I joined TT you know I was quite happy to just sit by myself yeah so then going from that to having this massive community who not only are incredible and lovely online incredible and lovely in person and so enthusiastic so it's definitely a shift <laughs> from because i don't think you know i think i would have continued to grow my instagram but i think without tt it definitely wouldn't be as big as it is and it definitely wouldn't be as recognizable because it's very hard to not be recognizable 
when yeah. you're with these, um, like, because James wasn't there, so it was like three blokes that were all over six foot, <laughs> like, all wearing tabletop tactics t-shirts, yeah. kind of hard to blend in. <laughs> um, and I did try on the Sunday, I try, um, no, the Monday morning, I didn't go in TT jumper, I went in like a little normal jumper. I chucked my hair off in a bun. I was like trying to go inconspicuous. It didn't work. <laughs> I can't hide. I think it's going to be worse now with the hair because this is much harder to hide than yeah. the brown. So <laughs> it's just the strangest experience. It's an amazing experience, but so so strange because you don't you don't think about it when it's yeah. your job and you're just kind of getting on with it. And you see these comments, but it's you know it's part of what it is. It's part of the community, part of your hobby. <laughs> it's just so weird. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. You said earlier that you you were you were quite like a shy person. Mm-hmm. But did did any part of you sort of struggle with that going into Warhammer Fest as the first time, or was it did it just come as a oh this is this is a surprise, but it's kind of a natural thing? I think um, it was it was a surprise, but you know at the end of the day we're all talking about Warhammer. It's yeah. conversations I've had with people so often online, and like I've said like it's something I'm so passionate about, and. People are talking about something I know about, so I can have yeah. those conversations. It's really exciting. It's cool, and they're excited. So then it's easy to have a conversation because you're like, "Oh, I'm excited about this thing. You're excited about this thing. Let's talk about these new tyrannids that have been announced. Let's talk about all the cool stuff that's going on. How yeah. excited are we all?" And it was a really, really pleasant experience. And I think I would have struggled if people hadn't been so lovely, but oh, okay. they were. And I don't get me wrong. I was going back to the hotel at the end of the day like passing out from exhaustion <laughs> it's like my social battery was just empty i think the rest of the week at work when i got back on the tuesday i was just like no one talked to me <laughs> like me, don't talk to me, me. Like, just leave me alone let me <laughs> let me hobble in the corner editing videos don't make me film this week i'm tired none of you warned me this is your fault yeah now you're suffering the consequences <laughs> so yeah i think there's, no, that's a really good question because I hadn't thought about it. Because usually, like, I'm shy. I do have, like, anxiety. I've been through uh, NHS support, like, very specifically around social anxiety. And as much as I was exhausted and probably a bit sensitive at the end of the day, while it was happening, it was just, it was strange. And it was yeah. like, wow, this is happening. But it was a very pleasant experience. Like overwhelmingly pleasant experience. That's really good. Yeah, the community is lovely. <laughs> oh yeah, Warhammer Fest was one of those weird ones where there's so much sort of vocal negativity, mm-hmm. but then everyone that I spoke to that's gone, everyone that's kind of come and spoken to me about it was like, yeah, I had an awesome time. Yeah, I think I just went and had some fun, talked about Warhammer, and yeah. just loved the hobby. I think it's very easy to kind of get sucked into, especially online. This is why you know it can be so difficult and be very careful curating like a positive community yeah. of people you follow it's very easy to be like well i've seen a couple of people say that it was negative so then maybe i don't feel as good about having a good time so i won't say yeah. that i had a good time so i don't want people to call me like a shill or something for having a good yeah. time i had amazing okay, time just, oh, well, I'm you best. get stuff from gw so therefore you must have you must be doing it because they want you to yeah. I, I, I had an amazing time at warhammer fest and pretty much all i did was talk to people there's like I didn't have time to do anything else. You know, everyone was so lovely and friendly. Um, I think I got in for one of the auditorium reveals, um, like the Horace Heresy and Old World one. The atmosphere in there was amazing. People were so excited. Yeah. I spent a lot of time stalking the cosplayers. <laughs> I and I was like, 
<laughs> oh, the cosplayers. I could spend an hour just talking about that. <laughs> Legitimately. Because I've never seen proper cosplay. Um, mm. I've like, never been to events, never been to conventions, and anything like that. It's my first ever anything like this. And um, seeing something you love so much brought to life and appreciating the craftsmanship behind it. So I, I actually decided, I was like, do you know what? I've got a platform. I'm going to try and feature as many cosplayers as I can. And that's why I did on a witchy yeah. account after everyone had left. I was like, they're not here. They can't stop me. I'm going to do whatever I want. <laughs> I, um, I will do what I want. <laughs> literally. So I spent a lot of time hanging around with those guys and just like, just enjoying being in a positive environment. Yeah. People that love the hobby. And that's what it was for me. I just enjoying the environment of it. That's really good. I, I sadly didn't make it to this, this year's, but I'm ha- hoping I'll get to, to get to the next one. Yeah, I, yeah, I definitely am not going to let myself miss it after having such a good time this year. Yeah, Manchester was doing difficult. Having a little one, going yeah, that far, because I'm Bristol based. So yeah, going oh, yeah, yeah. all the way up to Manchester was like, oh, I could do it. Uh, I did it for a stag do like two months before. But... <laughs> it was a long way to go. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, I got I got one last question on the sort of community side mm-hmm. of things, and I am now legally obliged to ask this because I asked you before. <laughs> Who is your favourite at TC? I knew, I knew, because I remember. Um... <laughs> I think I think when you posted uh, about chefs coming on, you said that you asked, and I asked him what his answer was because <laughs> yeah, I, I knew I knew no matter what no matter what it was, he wouldn't say me. <laughs> he said he was very <laughs> diplomatic about it. He was, yeah. Um, and I, I'm I'm afraid I'm also going to have to be incredibly diplomatic. <laughs> going to have to make one of you break. But it's also like you know it is the truth. We're such a, like we are a very kind of diverse friendship group in terms of like who we are as people yeah. there's definitely you know aspects i love all of them i honestly do they're like family that you know trust them everything they look after me they do so much uh, i love being around all of them and each of them brings something so different to the channel and also to yeah. like a friendship so it's 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 impossible, really, an impossible, <laughs> impossible question to answer. Okay, so now we've now we've had that answer. Afterwards, you can tell me what the real. Answer it's is. okay. I'll tell I'll tell you when we're not rolling. It's fine. Okay, yeah, we'll, we'll edit this bit out. So yeah, nobody yeah. Will ever, yeah, no nobody one will, will know. Yeah. Um, guys, if you're listening to this, you know which one you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sh- Sh- Chef James Beard Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fletch, yeah. you all you know who you are. Stick, mm-hmm. stick. You know what, Stig's my favourite. I'm going to go with that because I, ch- I chat with him last. He was the last episode out. So, yeah, they- yeah. Do you know what? That's a really good system to have. The your favourite <laughs> is the one that you most recently spoke to. I'm well, going to have. You. I'm going to hold that. My yeah. favourite is the one I most recently spoke to, which means it's constantly changing. And I think currently the most recent one is. Well, as we were doing this, James has sent me an Instagram message. So there you go, James. Yeah, <laughs> right currently now. James. Yeah, and mine's obviously currently you. So yeah. there we go. <laughs> Brilliant, I win. <laughs> yeah, that works out well. And I'm just never going to speak to any of the TT people. Maybe I would forever. literally just constantly message you now to make sure I see your favourite. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I interview someone else, you're like, just message you better me. better be thinking like, of me. <laughs> okay. I was just like sat in an interview with him, you were just pinging messages. Of <laughs> He's not as good as me though, is he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who have I got left? I've got Beard, uh, James mm-hmm. and Lawrence. Yeah. I've not gotten anybody. No? Okay. Well, you're the... good. The front front of house crew, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see who comes on. If anyone comes on next, to um, track down. Yeah, it's it's fun like that. It's the same with like the mini war game. The mini war game got so many people that sit behind the scenes that you never ever hear about, and they're the all of those people. Yeah, they 
can't keep the, a lot of those channels running, which I think a lot of people don't necessarily can't, know about. Can't do anything without um, without our grotto. Yeah. And now Gaunty, I think Gaunty can join that. <laughs> Gaunty is currently at work, so I keep accidentally <laughs> leaving. <laughs> well, he's, he's enjoying his little journey. I know. And, yeah. Well, until the next journey, he's going to go on. Yeah, I think he's going to be really funny. I'm just imagine doing a little. I also think about people watching me do this at the gym. I'm just like putting <laughs> this little model and like having him pretend to do the exercising. It's all right. Take him climbing, see how high you can get him. Oh, yeah, I actually did. So, uh, one of the places I climb is got one of those top out boulders where you literally have to climb over on top. And I did climb up on top of it with him in my pocket so I could film. <laughs> it was be really careful so I didn't crush him. <laughs> Just have like four or five on you. But yeah, no, they're all yeah, the same. They're all the same. People have said I should leave them at, at climbing gyms like a calling card. <laughs> Just sign the bottom of it. Yeah. yeah. Katie was ear. <laughs> Uh, yeah <laughs> very expensive <laughs> yes yeah especially with the new ones because the you can only literally get them in the the starter sets and i think oh i guess you can get the cheaper you've got, starter you've got, the, you've got the um i think last week the pre-orders you can now get a box of just thermogods oh uh, yes you can yeah, yeah but yeah still probably beast. not the cheapest thing to do yeah perhaps not mm. maybe strategic ones yeah 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 how, how can I get the most attention? <laughs> yeah. just You need to just go around to all the different channels and just leave one, like, really strategically on, like, shelves so they don't necessarily notice it. Oh, you've given me a horrible, horrible good idea now. I'm going to have yeah. to paint up, like, little tamil gaunts and give them to people now. Or just hide them. Like, you just you just go and visit someone. Just, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm just visiting. And then just hide, just yeah. hide one the way you know it's yeah. going to be on screen. And, then, and they're never going to yeah. find it because it's a tiny tamil gaunt. Exactly. It's not like when, if I ever, if I ever visit Tabletop Tactics, it's not like when the lion goes missing because he's now in my cupboard. I'm pretty sure that would probably be noticed. But oh, I think Fletcher would have an aneurysm. <laughs> yeah, I've already told him that I'm going to do it, so he knows. He knows oh, at least about he's prepared. Okay, he'll probably yeah. put it under lock and key. Yeah, if that. So when when the events start, I'm going to come and yeah, I'm just going to search out. Basically, Fletcher's just going to be following me. Yeah, the whole time. Steal a lion. Whole time. Yeah, you can't be trusted now. I have finally got mine. He finally came in the post. Mm-hmm. Just before I went on holiday. <gasps> Lucky, so now he's there. Yeah, he's in my cupboard. He's still boxed up. Yeah, I'm looking forward to building him. I've, I've said that I've been really tempted to try and do him as like a golden demon. I've never... So I'm, yeah. I'm not the best painter, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, I might try and do him as like a golden demon entry. Absolutely. I'm I'm just giving it a go like for the, for the one next year. Not no expectation, just doing it for fun. Yeah, yeah there is mates, like Fletcher, then I'm, I might, I might be okay. Yeah, fine. Just yeah, just ask them to put you somewhere very, very <laughs> far away. It's fine. I'm sure they'll yeah, listen. It's like just put me at the very start when people think it's going to be really good because yeah. they've got nothing to judge me against. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a really good point. Yeah, put it right at the beginning so then people just yeah, they don't, yeah. they then don't come to yours after looking at like Fletchers or, <laughs> or Albertos that ridiculous yeah. high off that he painted. Oh. Yeah. Could you imagine being the next model after? You just look and go, well, that's nowhere near that, is it? No, that's just sad. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. That's okay. That's my last question on community. And there is sort of a good segue because we talked about climbing. Mm-hmm. Climbing came on quick. Like, yeah. Obviously, you've now got the Instagram and stuff like that. But mm. sort of where did that, where did that come from? So, I, sorry, like, I was a girl guide when I was younger. So we would every summer do, 
like a camping trip to one yeah. of these like big resort places where you would do rock climbing, abseiling, um, all like canoeing, all the different kind of yeah. active things. I was definitely a very active uh, child. And then as I got older, um, I've been diagnosed with something called Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, okay. which affects like my joints. I have hypermobile yeah. joints. Uh, it can cause problems like with my muscles. I get a lot of joint pain. So I always try, like the number one advice is try and just keep strong. Because the stronger your muscles are, the easier it is for like your joints to be supported. Yeah. I've always tried to maintain a good level of fitness, but my problem is also I get bored really easily. <laughs> um, and I found it worked over COVID. I went through a period of I followed a workout routine and I was exercising at home. That's really good. But as soon as I fell out of it, I couldn't do it again. Couldn't put yeah. it up. And then I had cricket back before we moved. I was part of a really lovely women's cricket team that were all abilities, people that had literally never held a bat before, two people that played for local county. And I fit quite nicely in the middle because I was not very good, but very intelligent about cricket because okay. you know, yeah. that team plays yep. at a very high level. I ended up captaining that team, <laughs> so nice. I was quite enthusiastic for that, and then obviously moved. And I'd had such a good experience with that team that I kind of, and it was like I'd struck gold. I couldn't get into yeah. it after we'd moved here. Um, the teams around Hebrews are much better, much higher quality. I just don't, you know, I I am quite a competitive person um, when it comes to those sorts of things. So I struggle when I'm then put into a group where the ability is much, much higher than me. Mm, you know, yep. so I was just looking for something to keep fit and to be interesting and fun. I wasn't necessarily looking for something teeny because. Okay. I now do a job that is incredibly social. I yeah. do a lot of social media for it, so I'm talking to a lot of people all the time. Kind of wanted something where I could, obviously, you know, I go with Maxine, but it's still a very individual thing. You know, I'm yeah. going up the wall. She's not climbing up next to me. <laughs> she's on the floor. Leah is very, very quiet. I mean, she's at head height still. Cause yeah, pretty Maxine much. Maxine is <laughs> feet tall. Yep, yep. Literally space marine size. So, <laughs> and I... Climbing is something that I'd always had in the back of my mind of something I wanted to do because I enjoyed it so much when I was a kid. Okay, yeah. And I was originally thinking of lead climbing, so we were using ropes because uh, that was more what I did. I'd never done bouldering, which is mm. without the ropes. And then I was talking about it, I was thinking about it, and then turned out there was a small place in our local town. I was thinking about it, talking about it at work, and then James told me he used to go bouldering. And okay. used to do it quite seriously. So I was like, okay, this is really cool. Maybe you can come with me. Encouraged him to come along with us just once. I think he came a couple of times to like the local the local gym to show us how it worked. And literally just cascaded from there. It's so nice. much fun. It is, li- and I've spoken to so many people about this when I've been out climbing about why they've started. Is it's a really good way to keep fit and exercise that doesn't feel like you're keeping fit and exercising. Yeah. Literally like adult soft play. <laughs> and I loved that as a kid. I loved running around and being silly, and you know, I was always, you know, I should be climbing trees and doing stuff. Even when I got you know into my teens, I was mucking around and climbing trees. Yeah, um, and it's just something that I find incredibly fun. I think the best part of it is it's physically challenging, but it's also mentally challenging. Mm, yeah. You have to figure it out, and definitely for me as well, being a short person, um, and as I discovered. When I started climbing, my arms are shorter than my height, so I okay. and I've got short legs. So I'm literally the anti-climber. <laughs> I've got the worst body type for climbing. I can't reach anything, um, <laughs> nor do I have long enough legs that I can like bring my legs up high enough to be able to 
to like step up to be able to reach anything. So it's then a lot of problem solving for me to be able to actually do a lot of these climbs. Yeah. And it's weirdly it became a thing like the painting. I start we started filming each other so we could show like yeah, Maxine always sends her, her clients to her mum every week. And so it's really nice. lovely. Yeah. And we it started as a thing of like, let's see what we're doing so we can figure out yeah. what we're doing wrong. And then it became a thing of, oh, cool. So we're able to review the clients every time, improve, get better. And, and recently, now we've been doing it for nearly a year, look back at our old things, um, our old clients, and we're like, oh, look at how much we've improved and how yeah. much stronger we've gotten. So it works on so many levels of, don't have to be overly social to do it, so I can recharge my social battery for yeah. like a week of, of talking to people. It's physically and mentally challenging, so you're getting a good workout. You're feeling tired afterwards. It's a great thing for it's yeah, a great thing for people with anxiety because you're working your brain, so you don't have the energy to think about other things. It's something yeah. I found really good for me. It's very similar to the painting, and I'm getting so much stronger to the point that I've now joined a gym. So I can get nice. stronger to climb more because yeah. <laughs> it's so you've got like a circle now, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I, James actually asked me today. He was like, "Do you actually enjoy the training?" Because I never enjoyed the training, but I really enjoyed the climbing. I was like, "The thing with the training is, I know I'm doing it to get better at the climbing, so that makes yeah. it exciting." Some motivation is there. Yeah, yeah, it's a massive motivation. And then I have a massive joke with the guys now that I'm getting really strong, <laughs> like show off my muscles and like. like <laughs> They don't actually laugh at me because they do appreciate that I'm getting stronger, but it's become a little bit of a joke of, <laughs> I say I'm really strong and in reality I'm a noodle. <laughs> so it's just really fun. Um, oh, it's the best. It's my favorite hobby other than Warhammer that I've picked up. Um, and I, I don't think I will ever until my bones melt away into <laughs> hypermobile goop <laughs> will I stop. It's just incredible. Yeah, I, I always make the joke. So many people, when I get to sort of this section of it, the joke is like, "Oh, have you started climbing yet?" Because Kate's getting everybody into it. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, it's kind of—I mean, I felt bad as why I made a um, separate account for it. Like, I'm just posting a lot of climbing content here now. I'm gonna, I'm gonna separate it out, and then if people want to, and actually a lot of people did follow over. Mm. Um, bless. I don't know. Um, there's this guy that I'm friends with called Oscar. Um, Angie paints. And he's been climbing for a really, really long time, and he used to be in Nottingham and climbed with a lot of people there. So, right, yeah. um, and I met him, and he was jokes like, oh, everyone thinks you're the Warhammer climbing influencer, <laughs> but I've been climbing longer. I was like, I bow. Um, and I literally message him, like, I send him videos of my climb, like, what do you think? I'm, how do you think I'm doing? It's nice. lovely. And there's so many people now getting into it, and I can see it, and it's awesome because it's, it's a really, really fun hobby. Yeah. And there's such a weird crossover. Between there Warhammer really and climbing, yeah, there really is. <laughs> I don't... The amount of people because you you did the, the meetup, didn't you? Yeah, you yeah. Warhammer fest. The amount of people that seem to to like join yeah. in or comment and like, yeah, I wish I was going all the time. Going, yeah, this time, totally... yeah. I think we had um, we had a group of I don't think off the top of my head, one, two, three, four, five, ten, fifteen people show up, which for a niche within a niche within a niche within a niche. That was a really good, yeah. and honestly, I think if any more people showed up, I would have been like, I need to look after you all, this is so much. <laughs> we had so many messages from people saying like, oh, I wish I could go, oh, I don't climb, you know, how do I get into this? And I still get messages, I had a message the other day from someone being like, how do I get into climbing? And I was like, it's, you just show up, you yeah. literally just show up, uh, find a local gym, they're really friendly. 
I had a really funny experience at the gym I go to in Bristol. I was staring at a clown. His face pops up beside me. Um, I wasn't paying attention to my surroundings. <laughs> and it just goes, I should want to say I'm a really big fan of the channel. And I absolutely <laughs> scared the life out of me. I jumped out of my skin. <laughs> and I then turns out I'd been fully focused on this client. Maxine had been looking around and had seen like this, this guy looking at me and like, you say, oh yeah, you know, come over, you can come say hi. <laughs> it's just crazy that there's a guy at the place that I climb that after getting into climbing got into Warhammer, then got into TT and found out who I am and then saw me at his climbing wow. gym. <laughs> That's a really roundabout way. I know. Okay. There's so, so many people. Um, that do climb and now I've become friends with because it's like we walk out and we climb and I can talk to you about both things this is really yeah. cool and also yeah I've heard a couple of people ponder why there's such a crossover with it I think one of the most common is oh well people who play Warhammer tend to be quite nerdy and shy and climbing is quite a solitary sport <laughs> yeah there could be something there yeah that could be a theme no it's, it's quite a Warhammer is a relatively out there hobby, and I think climbing is a relatively out there sport. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just think yeah. it's really fun. Must be some sense in there. Yeah, yeah probably. I mean, maybe I should do research on it. Yeah, you can do another master. You can do a PhD. Okay. <laughs> Onto the, the link between Warhammer and climbing. Yep. <laughs> that yeah, sounds another enough to be, a, to be a PhD. Like yeah, that really does, doesn't it? <laughs> I hope someone does yeah. it someday. <laughs> Oh, I've got to give a shout out as well to Maxine. She posted that the the um basically a picture of her body the other day. Really yeah. sounds really weird. Oh <laughs> no, my I know. God, the transformation. She's so she's so looking strong. stacked. Yeah, it's it's huge. Um, she's gotten really really into it, and she's definitely the kind of person that can get into things in a way that I you know I can't. She will devote herself to it. And the amount of discipline. She eats the exact same thing every single day to make sure she's getting nice. all of the calories, all of the nutrients, all of the protein, everything. Um, in the gym every day and then climbing and it's like it's very inspiring to see and also mm. very helpful for me because she's so disciplined that it kind of encourages me to be so and the thing I've had to tell her recently is don't give me an option to, to say we're going to the gym <laughs> after work yes. just say you're meeting me at the gym after work yeah because <laughs> if I'm given the option I'll be like oh I'm tired <laughs> I, want I, I want ice cream <laughs> yeah we need to spend more time together that's not at the gym. <laughs> it's, it's, no, there is only gym. There is only gym. Gym is like. Yeah, she, I mean, she's showing it. She looks incredible. Yeah. She's such great shape. I get advice off her the other day. I was, I messaged her. I was just like, just tell me how much workout you're doing, what you're eating, because I put on a weight, a lot of weight after being a dad. And I think you're allowed to, though. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's why dad bod exists, yeah. right? You're allowed. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, she was talking me through her routine. I was just like, very intense. Fair play. Yeah, yeah fair I play. couldn't do it personally, but I have a but lot of I mean, even yours, when you sort of post about like posting mm -hmm. muscles and things like that, it, you, you can sort of see from where you've come from that it is making a huge, huge difference. Yeah, and it is like, I'm not going to be uh, ashamed. Like, I'm very proud of the work I've put in. And, yeah, you yeah. should be. A lot of people probably have no idea because, you know, I wasn't in the habit of going around showing off. You know, my arms and stuff beforehand yep. I was incredibly incredibly small um I've always because I've been quite an unwell person generally I've always been quite slim tiny um I was underweight up until relatively recently just because you know I'm a small person not yeah. not through any fault of not wanting to eat or anything like that 
So then all of a sudden to see muscle on my little. <laughs> I, you know, I'm proud of that. So I'm proud yeah. about it. And I think there's absolutely nothing wrong with, with being absolutely proud of, of what you're doing. It's also why people post, you know, models they've been working on. You're allowed to be proud of it. Yeah. Should should be proud of it. Absolutely should be. Yeah. Like, like the hard, putting that hard work in and, and making a, a positive difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I guess the, the good thing is, again, there's this weird crossover between like bodybuilders and Warhammer. It's a really strange, not, not a crossover. Is, uh, the, most, the most niche one I found is, oh, I can't remember his username. Uh, Strength Hammer, I think it is. Strength Hammer. Who is yeah. into Warhammer, into fitness, and is also a massive Taylor Swift fan. I was nice. like, the crossover between you and me, we are the <laughs> nichest of niches. We are a niche of two, <laughs> but we exist. And yeah, there is a massive, massive crossover with it. Um, and I think it's incredible and inspiring. And a lot of them do put advice out there, like really good yes, advice. Really and good. what I like about it is it's positive advice. It's not, yeah. you know, oh, you just got to put in hard work. If you're not, if you're not um, putting in enough hard work, it's nothing's going to. If you're not seeing results, it's your fault. It's not anything like that. It's here's how to just feel good about it. Yeah. Here's how to have motivation. And here's you know a healthy way to try and do it. And I love that. I love that this is a hobby and there are so many communities that interact with this hobby and it still brings that same positive attitude. Yeah. It's yeah. so nice. It is. And it feels like there's there's a lot of the sort of the big players mm-hmm. out there. So like you and like Dave, uh, Mini Warrior and Dave, people are posting the day, but then you've got like Ben Mudge and people like that mm-hmm. who really, really strong role models in the community that are just like, hey, here's how to have fun getting fit as well as doing Warhammer. Yeah. So I think it's, re- I think it's a, it's a really positive thing, especially when you look at some of the sort of social um, stereotypes, I guess, mm. that sit around Warhammer about being nerdy, fat, neckbeard type people. And you're like, well, actually, when you look at some of the biggest people in in the yeah. hobby, they're in incredible shape. I mean, look at yeah. Stephen Box. I know. Really, they're in insane shape. There's definitely a stigma around nerdy style hobbies, things like board games, D&D, Warhammer, yeah. like card games, that it's undesirable. So, like, it's not a cool hobby. Or it's not, you know, a certain people t- type of person d- does it. And I think as a result, it's very easy for people that don't understand and don't play those games and don't see the community around it to try and attach, or what do I consider unattractive? in a person yeah. let's just assume they're all like that which a is just don't make assumptions about people b you don't need to turn around and say what you think is unattractive because people don't exist to yep. be attractive um and i think i said a and c no i think you're a and b a, no I, a, yeah. I was thinking c in my head yeah um and c this is an incredibly diverse hobby oh god yes it is i think and and it's an incredibly diverse hobby, and the actual percentage of it you see, the people that are chronically online and the people that do are so deep into the hobby, they have Instagrams, they follow um, all of the podcasts and the YouTube channels and Twitch, and they have Facebook groups, and they go to Warhammer stores, and they play in tournaments, and they do events, and they do all that. That's actually probably a really tiny portion yeah. of the people that actually do the hobby the people that talk about it online are probably the smallest portion so you're not even seeing all the diversity and all the different people that play and it's why you're getting things coming out that would work like henry cavill plays warhammer 
like mm. all these really awesome famous people play Warhammer because anyone mm. can do it. Yeah, it feels like a lot of the the social norms are almost being broken by that sort. Of... Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of the film, TV, and those industries kind of leaned on that. You look at uh, Big Bang Theory and yeah. stuff like that. They leaned on that stereotype, which then just sort of flowed into the natural natural way yeah. order of of society. And then they get like like Henry Cavill coming out and like, yeah, this is like my big passion. Yeah. And you look at Henry Cavill, you go. That you're not a you're not a stereotypical. <laughs> not one, what I you? thought would would do it. And it's yeah, it's like anyone, can, literally anyone can play Warhammer. Anyone yeah. and anyone can collect Warhammer. Like Absolutely, it's not yeah. a game that has prerequisites. And I think that's the best thing about stigma being broken is you're no longer getting people that feel like they can't play or they yeah. can't collect or oh it's not for me or you know the community won't accept me as a person or you know I can't do this that and the other. Like, I love that those stigmas are starting to break. Yeah. I think it really helps the the honesty that you're getting a lot from a lot of the community when you sort of see Stephen Box is probably a great example. That he, he did a video with, with Dave and he was really open and honest about how how he was bullied and, and sort of how he was almost ashamed of playing Warhammer. And to see somebody like that being really open about yeah. it and, and sort of being really quite emotional about it, is, mm-hmm. I think it's really important. I think it's a really, really strong so, thing that the community needs. I think it's, it's very interesting for me because I kind of almost come at it from the complete opposite angle mm-hmm. of I wasn't um, like bullied for, for playing Warhammer. I wasn't made fun of. But I felt incredibly intimidated going into Warhammer school. Like, yeah. I looked at, I, I was a 15 year old girl who already had social anxiety. I didn't feel comfortable going into a shop full of like adult men and going, Hey, can I hobby with you guys? Can you teach me about this? It, yeah. You know, it's a weird situation. You know, I was really, really shy. <laughs> so, you know, I can't kind of come from the opposite end of the spectrum. Like, I didn't feel like I could play because I felt like it wasn't for me, which is why I was so individual in doing it you know mm. i still enjoyed it and i still loved it and i have like i don't want to add any negative assumptions you know i was just a nervous kid yeah so now part of i mean i don't think i've mentioned it but part of the big thing about me feeling more comfortable creating like an instagram was seeing how many women there are around like oh cool like i can see myself yeah. <laughs> in this which is such an important aspect. Like it is, you know, you naturally Absolutely. do when when you see people that are similar to you, you do just feel more welcome. I think that's yeah. just a, a fact of being human. Yeah. The fact that the hobby game one of us is just It's really important. And yeah, we we I'm absolutely against the idea of gatekeeping things like that and I think it's been really positive mm-hmm. to see the likes of like you and Silver when she was posting, yeah. Maxine Rach over at like Warhammer Girl, like it's. I think it's really important to see those accounts getting so much positive mm-hmm. positive attention, and it's it's one of those weird ones where the whole sort of the there's this idea of sexism and the fact that if you put more, you, you can be positively sexist, but at the same time, I think that well, that's that's a load of rubbish. Like we need mm-hmm. to be putting more attention there because we more need more yeah. people of a completely diverse range coming into this hobby, and like I said. If you see yourself, you're more likely to go and do it. Comfortable. Like, I, I'm not saying that, you know, just by being a gender or yet one or the other, you feel less comfortable. But, you know, it's all, it's all about positivity. Positive reinforcement is far better. It's the best thing. 
And I always try and, you know, I exist in the hobby. I'm here in the hobby. And my thing is always, I'm here in the hobby. I'm having an amazing time. Um, if you want to come join in the hobby, doesn't matter who you are. If, yeah. if it interests you, come join me. Come have an amazing time in this hobby. There's an amazing community. I will always rave about how positive people are, how encouraging people are. And I'm so loud about that because I am aware I was nervous when I was a kid. I didn't want to get involved in community. And I know there's going to be other people out there like that because I'm not the only shy kid in the world. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, full of them. So, you know, just trying to shout out about that positive message. It's always the advice I kind of give anyone of, you know, how can I encourage people in the hobby? hobby? You, just, you don't even have to reach out to them on a personal level. If you just project how much fun you're having and project a positive, you know, message, people are going to want to join in. Yeah. Yeah. And they should. <laughs> it's, I, I think the more people we get in the hobby, the better. Yeah. Yeah, GW, they keep bringing out more and more models because they've got a better yep. audience. And it's just going to get better and better and better, mm-hmm. and we're all going to have more fun. That's it. The few, the few people that play Warhammer, the less Games Workshop can do. Because yeah. there's only so much. Like, if, if they have negative growth, that's not good for a company. <laughs> they can't keep doing stuff. They, yeah, they cease to That's how, that's how companies long. work. Yeah. The more people that also, the more people that enjoy your hobby, the more chances you are that you're going to find someone that you enjoy hobbying with. Exactly. Yeah, you're gonna make more friends. You're gonna meet a lot more people. Yeah, it's just gonna be more enjoyable all around. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Okay, that went a long way from talking about climbing. <laughs> yeah, we went off on a bit of a tangent there. <laughs> that's fine. That was a great tangent. So, is the obviously you're you're sort of painting and playing a lot between hobby and uh, sort of home and work. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else apart from sort of climbing gym that you do to sort of get away from the hobby if I... you feel you need to? Well, it's it's a weird one. I'd love to do more. Um, I think I've reached that adult stage of life. Where, um, like my my day at the moment is, I try and wake up at six. It never usually works. Try and wake up at six so I can do something before work. I usually fail on that. You know, I work from eight until eight, nine until six. Um, I then tend to go straight to the gym. I don't get home until half eight, maybe um, most days. You know, make food, sit down, eat. By that point, I'm usually falling asleep. Um, and then my weekends, it's, yeah, it's, it's climbing, it's hobbying where I can, it's trying to maintain and look after our household with two adults who work full time. Um, yep. and that's even without kids. I don't know, I do not know how parents do it. <laughs> I my, do not know. Just didn't come round, don't come round unexpectedly because my house will be in absolute state. <laughs> and I do not, I grew up with five siblings. Like, I I have no uh, never yeah. have any expectations of cleanliness when it comes to homes because <laughs> homes are to be lived in. So yeah. I have a lot of hobbies I would love to do a little bit more of like um play a lot of video games. I've been playing like Diablo three recently. I really want to get nice. Baldur's Gate because that looks incredibly yeah, it does. fun. Yeah. Um, and it looks like they're coming out with cross uh cross platform compatibility yeah. for co op. Which is awesome because I've got friends all over the world now that I want to, you know, set up time to play a game with. Because it's so hard to just be like, right, let's just do a Discord call and just hang out. Yeah. When, you know, there's a five-hour time difference, seven-hour time difference sometimes. It's like, cool, it's it's 10 o'clock for me and I'm <laughs> tired and it's 3 o'clock for you and you're still working. Yeah. Things like that. So a lot of board games. I used to I used to knit a lot, okay. which I don't really do anymore because now I feel like if I want to be something creative, I have, I mean, 
I can see my piles behind me, (laughs) the things that I do. So my getting away from it at the moment is just doing nothing. Yeah. And it's been actually far, far better for me since climbing, since going to the gym, because I've now gotten to a point where at the end of the day, sat and doing nothing. My body has no excess energy that I need to get out. I've been like, my brain is stimulated, so I'm not thinking and just enjoying the moment um, as much as possible without trying to put pressure on myself. I think it can be very easy when you have things you want to do to go, oh, I really want to do that. I'm not yeah. doing it. You're tired. And you should. You end up feeling guilty for not doing something that you want to do because you enjoy it. Yeah. And it's like, no, just, just try and enjoy living in the moment and you know, just try and keep as much of a healthy attitude as possible <laughs> towards life. Very difficult sometimes. Definitely but is. I try my best. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, having kids sort of has definitely sort of driven that home. Obviously, the one thing you kind of lose a lot of when you become a parent is sleep. Yeah, and Imagine. certainly, um, as my little one started sleeping a little bit more, and it's like like the evenings, we're still going to bed relatively early, mm-hmm. and there's almost a pot of guilt in me being like, well, I could. Why would I sleep? I could be doing some like my yeah. hobby. I could be doing Warhammer. I could be doing stuff for the podcast and stuff like that. You're like, yeah, but. Doing nothing, going and having a sleep, is a perfectly valid yeah. thing to do to be charged. Yeah, I think it's, it's a, yeah. we're always we've kind of been conditioned in a world where if you're not doing anything, you're not being productive, and productivity yeah. is the goal. It's like living is the goal, you know, enjoying yeah. is the goal. And sometimes you just it can be horrible. You can absolutely not want to do it, but sometimes just listening to what your body wants rather than what your brain wants is yeah. the way to go. Yeah, and forcing yourself to do something is not necessarily going to be any good. That's how you burn out. You're literally <laughs> forcing yourself to do something. You're not enjoying it. You don't want to do it. Just just take a step back. It's hard. So the best piece of advice is do not force yourself to do something you're not enjoying. I had that recently. I painted Grimaldus. I hated it. I didn't, I didn't, for whatever reason, I did not enjoy the experience. And I I didn't paint for two weeks afterwards. Mm-hmm. Like That's kind of what doing something that you don't enjoy doing does. It saps the joy out of it. Yeah, I I the same. Ta- I picked up Tao quite a long time mm. ago. I hated painting them. I loved all the the lore yeah. behind Tao. I loved them. I really do enjoy the models. I absolutely hated painting them, but I had so much guilt over the idea of like just let it go. Yeah. Just I so in the end I I did actually sell them, but I had so much guilt with the idea of like oh I spent all this money and I kind of wasted it. And I was like well actually I really enjoyed building them. I enjoyed learning about all the lore. I didn't enjoy painting them, so it was kind of a natural part of the yeah. hobby that. To stop, otherwise okay. it was going to kill the hobby. You've actually done something more beneficial to yourself. You know, you've not taken away; you've just given yourself more energy to enjoy the things you do. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, that was that was sort of my last main question. I have one mm-hmm. one last question, and if you've listened to the podcast, you will know what this is. Otherwise, you have no idea because I didn't send it to you. If you could pick one person, and they were the only person for the rest of time that you could play Warhammer with. Who would it be? And you can't pick Maxine. <laughs> she did pick you. And I was oh. like, okay, pardon, Katie. She, she did pick you. Yeah. I'm also, I'm going to take out any of the guys at TT because that would then also yep. show favoritism, which I'm not yeah, about. Yeah, so Yeah. It's a, it's a really good question. I've, I've not actually played that many people outside. Um, I think the most fun that I've had playing Warhammer is out, outside of work, outside of Maxine. Um, is playing against Scary. Okay, nice. So, yeah, he like it's a really genuinely good balance of 
competitive and trying to do the best, but also narrative. Like yeah. it's a very nice blending, and it's very good for me. With I can then do the both things I enjoy doing. Of I want to try and improve, and I want to try and play as best as I can, and then also have fun. Yeah. So I think yeah, if I couldn't play anyone else ever ever again, that would be a good time. Scory is a great show. He's such a nice guy. He's so awesome to just chat to. Play any army. <laughs> yeah, the amount of armies that he just plays and writes down to. He explained to me how that he, he wrote a lot of the narrative stuff for Mini Wargaming. Mm-hmm. Basically, he just owns all of the Mini War, uh, all of the Wargaming GW stuff from all the time. Just, I know. just like, I'll just leave through that and I'll pull that <laughs> idea out. I'm like, it's all mad. He's a, like, I've never met someone more into Warhammer than him. Genuinely. He's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you know, good, you know, really good person, really good to have uh, a game against, really good to have a conversation with. So, yeah, that would be my choice. It's a great answer. Yeah, and that is my last question. Mm. Thank you so much for your time. Really appreciate it. You've already said how busy all of your days are. Obviously, I stole you at half past eight and no, kept you is, for two odd good. hours. But... Absolutely. I mean, to be fair, I think the two odd hours has been because I talk so much. <laughs> But thank makes you. my life a lot easier. Thank so, yeah, you, you so, so much for having me this evening. I, I love talking about Warhammer, <laughs> as you probably guessed at this point. love talking about myself. This is a great time. This is very easy, <laughs> very easy questions to answer. So I appreciate that. I've had an amazing time. Thank you so much for having me on. No, thank you for coming on. And yeah, I will do the shout out. You are Katie Place 40 k basically everywhere. Uh, X, as it's now called, or on Twitter, <laughs> Instagram, obviously, is your sort of core thing. You've got your TikTok, um, various other things. And Everywhere. obviously, there is just yeah, Google you, me, <laughs> yeah, Katie Place 40k. You, you find your, and then obviously, Tabletop Tactics, mm-hmm. which everybody knows Tabletop Tactics. It, you are the fourth person, so I will link them all again if people want to find those links for the fourth time. But yeah, it, it's been a real pleasure. I've, I've loved having you on. I, you are currently my favourite tabletop tech. <laughs> You're currently my favourite podcast host. I'm I'm on board with that. Even if it's just for ten minutes, I'll I'll take that for ten minutes. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, it's been a real pleasure. And yeah, hopefully everyone else has enjoyed listening to the podcast. Uh, if you have, please do all the, the the standard stuff. Please like, subscribe, leave a review, blah blah blah. You're more than welcome to come and come and get in touch with me. You can get me on Instagram, First Rank Fire Podcast, or on Threads as well. Kate's got Threads as well. Mm-hmm. Got that one, of course. There's so many now. There is so there's so many. I've limited what I've gone. That's why I've got Instagram and threads and I don't think that's about it. Right. I can't. There's too much other stuff. I'm an old I'm an old guy in a middle aged ish guy's body. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks everyone for listening again and I really appreciate all sort of the the great comments and the the chats that I've been having with everybody. It's been it's been great fun chatting with and meeting new people and getting new friends. So Yep, hopefully we'll see you in the next episode. Bye!